Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of that galaxy and the center of our own galaxy, this is Force Center presents Other Center. I'm Ken Napsok. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Lando. And we are getting all the words and syllables out of our mouths on an early Monday recording for us, <laughs> releasing this episode <laughs> Tuesday. As I'm saying these words, I'm thinking, how, how is my tongue moving? I've just had a relaxing weekend. Didn't want to get up. But you know what? To get up to talk uh, a very fun topic uh, kind of uh, was inspiring when that alarm hit this morning. We're going to talk about Las Vegas today. Oh, we have so many thoughts. Adventures in Vegas. We're going to dive in. 
Uh, Joseph just went inspiring this conversation. Before we get to all that, though, I want to remind you today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we do have a Four Center Recommends and Other Center Recommends, an audiobook we think you should try out on us. That's not all. That's 1A down. We have the Big Ask A, Joseph. <laughs> we do have a Big Ask. Uh, get all those sounds out correctly on this Monday morning. Uh, you, you know, we have we actually do have a, a huge ask Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's, I'm just gonna be honest, it's full of hubris. It's, it's shooting for a very, very, uh, uh, difficult goal. Uh, we have had so much help on Patreon and we appreciate it. We are turning our eyes back to YouTube. Uh, this has been an awkward, weird year for a lot of us, but, uh, definitely for people talking about pop culture. We made a big YouTube push. We had a bunch of other YouTube plans and hen, hey, the, uh, strikes happened. Reality happened. Uh, we've been slipping a little bit on YouTube, which is understandable. But if you are enjoying Other Center and you don't yet follow us on YouTube, it would help a ton if you subscribed on YouTube. And also, if you have uh, friends who hey, maybe they like Star Wars a little bit and maybe they don't even know what a Star Wars is, uh, but they, you think they might be interested in hearing us talk about desserts and Vegas and nostalgia, uh, you can also suggest to those kinds of friends to check us out on YouTube. Uh, we were at about uh, 7,500 subscribers, and, and, and we've dropped a little bit. Uh, we would love to get up to 8,000 subscribers. Will we in the next couple of weeks? No. Sorry to not be inspiring, but I want to be honest. This isn't one of those, hey, everybody, can you pitch in? And by Thursday, that's not going to happen. I didn't want to, though, set a goal of like, oh, we want to get at 750. Can we get to 7,525? 7, no, screw it. 8,000. Let's go for it. Let's see how many months it takes, if it can even happen at all. 8,000 subscribers. That's the goal. That's a great goal. We're going to do it eventually. And eventually, it's still a goal. It's still a thing we're going to reach. Set your sights big, kids. Uh, and, it's a big uh, Vegas ask. It's a giant ask. And uh, 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 we're, we're going to get there. I'm, excited. I'm with you. I'm with you. We're going to do this. Uh, before we get into our main topic, we always like to catch up with Life Adventures. And, well, last week, the Life Adventures involved this week's topic. It's all connected, and uh, that's always fun. But uh, I think uh, we all have different kind of weekends uh, in Life Adventures. And whether that's, you know, I was almost going to say what I almost was going to say whether the, the space saga found you, which is our normal section. <laughs> Anyways, Jen, save me. What found you this week? I know I, my, all my adventures revolve kind of around that uh, or pop culture things. So let's see. Um, something that I did do was I took a deep dive. And I don't know if you guys know this name, Lisa Frank oh, yeah. from mm -hmm. the, the 90s, right? She had these really wild prints, um, vibrant colors, cute little animals. Well, the behind the scenes story of her company is, oh my gosh, like it's mm -hmm. so dramatic. Really? So there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that you would never guess with this cute little stationary company. <laughs> and I took a deep dive. I'm looking at court documents, allegations, oh. drug use. It's nuts. I mean, so anyways, I'm I'm working on that for my videos. But I had a I had a lot of fun. I kind of <laughs> was like, you know, I don't know what what the fascination is, but I'm also simultaneously uh, simultaneously reading a book called Monsters discussing why we don't feel comfortable consuming art by people that are problematic or how can we mm -hmm. separate the art from the artist, 
right? And it's really, it's wrestling with that. That's what that book is about. And I am kind of torn right now. And I'm still wrestling with whether or not I can support Lisa Frank. I think I can, but I'm not 100% sure because her husband was horrible. But I don't know if Lisa Frank herself was. Anyways, that was my deep dive this past Uh, weekend. uh, Those are important, vital deep dives. And I love uh, when they're almost... absurd the contrast of like yes. <laughs> like these unicorns and these puffy clouds yeah but there's darkness behind the unicorn oh yeah I, oh yeah i could locking employees in the building like what uh, what well yes yes you guys so I crazy mean, i'm in i'm in <laughs> right i think you should do a feature length uh, youtube talk on this <laughs> i think this would be your biggest uh, viewed video ever like this is uh, i i know so many people that no Lisa Frank in terms of the the, the, the merch and the, and, the, and the stuff, but like are obsessed with it in a weird way, right? Like a lot of mm-hmm. certain generation, maybe about 10 years younger than me, a lot of my friends, they all have some I- ironic Lisa Frank merch that they own. Mm. This is, uh, this would be big, Jen. I want to find out about this. This is, this is why I sit down and watch docs. The good. Right. Me too. Yes. And supposedly there might be a documentary series coming out on her next year because I saw a a producer for this production company mm-hmm. saying, hey, I'm producing this documentary. Does any former employee have some stories to share? <laughs> this was on Reddit. So, and OP, you should have seen the people. There was tons of people. Yes. Just go to- I have stories. <laughs> go to class door reviews. Ah, oh, that's amazing. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Uh, I'm just picturing an actual unicorn responding, uh, yep. vaping through the interview <laughs> to tell the truth. Uh, you want to know drugs? Amazing. I'll tell you about drugs. Definitely. <laughs> wow. Oh gosh, that's good. Wonderful. Well, I I didn't have as, as exciting weekend uh, uh, as that. Um, I did some other deep dives, uh, but but I'll keep those ones to myself. But I did I did get you know we 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 are very much. Um, uh, Force Center here, it's it's about community and it's about fandoms and about people to come together and, and shared interests and and when that happens, when you're around um, a large community that you're a part of, uh, you know you, you feel the vibes and you feel the joy. Uh, Joseph and I not only you know at conventions and celebrations, but we talk often about that night we went to the Lady Gaga concert. You just felt the energy of a community, an energy of a, of a community that feels safe being themselves around each other. I did get a chance to go to a little birthday celebration. This place called Heritage Square in LA right. off the 110 freeway, a Pasadena-ish area. Uh, and it is a like museum during the day. You can go and it's like a preserved little Victorian village. And there's houses, full-on houses that have been preserved there over the years. It's pretty fascinating in its own right. But because of Halloween, it's, it's, it's rumored to be haunted. I will not confirm nor deny um but we had a birthday celebration they put on a little like i don't know i get halloween festivals the way i describe it but a little fall festival a little little vendors and crafts and everything but it's very much very much goths and witches and all these things. <laughs> so we went there uh, uh uh and and you just feel it you know uh, you, you, grace was commenting that several times just the energy the energy here is just it's 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 people who feel safe within this little boundary of this uh, museums grounds where we're having this thing. Uh, how, yes, people are dressed up and not costumes, but just goths gone bold. You know, just everyone. <laughs> so, 
Uh, I am, I'm not goth by any means, but I have switched to mostly a, a black outfit. And that, I guess it makes Joseph and I uh, goth adjacent. I don't know. We it's, <laughs> put on the black jeans. It's comfortable and uh, it looks good in photos. That's why I do it. But to be around like, all these other people, you really feel that it, it felt that it made me think of going to London, it made me think of the times in Anaheim and we, and, and how, even though we're not fully engaged with that, that galaxy right now, that, that kind of energy we appreciate, the kind of energy we Hopefully, uh, like to foster around here at Four Center and other center, unless I'm grumpy, uh, is uh, is, uh, is is powerful and, and valuable, and, and so I love love feeling it outside in our galaxy. Mm, you're getting me excited for for Halloween in general, but also Halloween in in Los Angeles, where I just think mm. there is such a uh, such a festive goth community. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's time to shine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's smiling because they're happy about the darkness that's coming. It's, just a, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. It's excited. We have some stuff uh, up year round because when we first moved in together, uh, it was close to Halloween. So we had a little party and uh, she put some lights up and she says, I don't want to take these down. I said, well, honey, you don't have to take them down. It's your, leave them up. So we have full on year round Halloween uh, is, is in our house. So it's good. That's yeah. awesome. I have a seasonal uh, little squirrel statue. Uh, the squirrel is, for some reason, a, got got a wizard hat and is reading a book of horrible spells with bats on them. And I I, I can't bring it to put the squirrel away. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got work to do year round. He's got work to do all around. Yeah. 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 Look at uh, war- warlocks have work to do all mm-hmm. year round. That's a warlock squirrel. Uh, I love what you're saying about about community and just all the different places that you can find it. And sometimes you go somewhere where you are solidly 100 percent in the community of, of yeah. the people there. Uh, right. And then yeah. sometimes you're like, ah, I'm a visitor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had a nice experience of that. Um, we, my wife and I went to the uh, Pantages Theater here in L.A. in Saleh Miz, which I was uh entirely ignorant about afterwards she was like what do you know i was like well i know a couple of the parodies from this movie or that movie i know that waving a flag is from les mis and uh i've heard of jean valjean but i didn't know he was from les mis yeah. it's like, uh, I, I like and know about a lot of things and other things i'd let myself just be uh ignorant but anyway long story short it was that theater was packed with the musical nerds mm. and it just Dressed to the nines in in weird express yourself outfits, um, screaming, screaming for the lights that went down. You could you could feel and see sometimes people had their hands together while you know the uh, performers were holding the last long note because <laughs> they knew what bar it ended on and they were ready to go to start applauding for it. That was great. Um, and the other thing we did this weekend, which was uh, uh, just a, a, a personal treat, um, we went to uh, Descanso Gardens, which uh, we've talked about a lot on the on the podcast. Beautiful gardens. Uh, my wife and I are members, so sometimes we're just like, it's only going to be open for another hour, but we just need to be in trees for an hour. So yeah. uh, we went there, and this is a plug for our upcoming desserts episode. Mm. Um, they have redone their little food market area, and they had one of the desserts that I listed as uh, oh. as my favorites. Uh, so I took some pictures that I can uh, put out once we put the, the episode out uh, available to the public on Thursday. We're counting down uh, a life ranked of our favorite desserts. Uh, so anyway, uh, sitting just outside of of the actual main gate, but you're still around nature and I'm eating this treat that I'm liking. And this is great. And then uh, I think because it is a snack area and because there are lots of humans around, uh, a squirrel bounces out. I'm like, hmm. oh, that's great. I see a lot of squirrels there. 
But this squirrel is bold. Yeah. This is like college campus squirrel. So, uh, like I would say a foot from our feet, uh, some, you know, probably child had spilled like a baggie of Cheerios in this squirrel very slowly walked past us. Uh, I moved a little bit in the squirrel tense for a second and then let it go, walked <laughs> right past us. And then for five minutes straight stood or sat right next to us. Just destroying Cheerio after Cheerio. Oh. It was so close. I was able to watch the squirrel um, like uh, balance the Cheerio between their paws because apparently that's not how their thumbs work. And <laughs> ate the Cheerio so fast, like it looked like bad CGI. Parts of the Cheerio just disappeared. Just yeah, like because you couldn't, you, you, you know, the mouth is going like mad, which I know, but to see it up close. It was one of those real life things where if you put that in a movie, everybody would go, that CGI is terrible. Those artists should be fired. Like, nope. (laughs) That's just how a squirrel eats a Cheerio. So both my wife and I took an endless video of of a squirrel eating Cheerios. And it was it was it was glorious, except for I didn't know, like, did that. Did that, is that too many Cheerios? Did that squirrel just <laughs> wreck itself? Come or, 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 <laughs> or is that a good meal, you know? Uh, yeah, your, your love and appreciation of, of squirrels has been uh, very present for a long time. And I'm right there with you on it. And, and I don't know what exactly it is. It's beyond, it's beyond just, they're cute. Yes, they're cute. They're little animals. They're, they're cute. There's just something about them. The, the way they work, the way they think. And I, I've run into some cantankerous squirrels uh, one in oh, our, yeah. our backyard i almost thought i was gonna have to fight with an ikea bag to protect uh, a chihuahua <laughs> it was weird <laughs> I, I think i've shared the story before of, of my old roommate and i we actually taught one to come across a plank into our apartment patio and eat from our hand uh, which nice. was great but my early memories of going to yosemite is mark uh, uh marching hiking felt as a kid it felt like marching hiking up to like vernal falls and there's a big giant kind of everyone peels off to eat type of area and god i just have memories of the squirrels just sitting there going you done with that sandwich like I, we know you're done with that sandwich. <laughs> and it's just fascinating as a kid uh that these wild animals, because you know, you're worried about bears and all these things at Yosemite, you read all these warnings, and there's these squirrels just like chowing down on a deli sandwich with you. <laughs> no, I think I think it started my fascination with squirrels. Yeah. For me, it is it's it's it started as a comedy thing and then became a real thing. But part of it is just like that still they're cute, but their their movement is so like what it feels like to to be a, a human with too much to do and with broken focus and with just a drive toward your basic needs. But then you, you know, <laughs> if you're having like a busy day and you're like, I need to eat, but also I left something in the bedroom. I got to go to the bedroom. No, I need to eat. Where am I? What? And like, that's a squirrel's energy. And I, it's so it's, delightful. It's amazing. <laughs> well, squirrel center just around the corner. <laughs> Well, we're going to dive into our main topic. Joseph's going to slide into uh, the uh, pilot's chair here as we talk about adventures in Vegas. I can't wait. Ah, uh, you're going to have to stop me. Let's do it. Oh, I can't wait uh, to stop you. And as always, I, I don't know as much about Jennifer's adventure, so I can't wait uh, to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some yeah, so I, revelations I took- coming. <laughs> yes, uh, you have our, our sound effect for for a land revelation ready. All right, Ken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to need it for this one. Oh, we'll see. Find out. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, anybody who's been uh, uh, listening or watching any of my social media knows that I, I went there recently and uh, had some fun uh, talking about it both on air last week and off air with Ken and Jennifer. And then I was like, D- do you guys want to just talk about Vegas? And they're like, yeah. So we are going to talk about our adventures in Las Vegas. 
I've been doing some reading on the history of the casinos, but I am by no means an expert. Uh, I think Ken uh, probably has some expertise on the history of the city, but we do want to give the kind of uh, uh, warning uh, <laughs> caveat that this is this podcast is about our personal adventures. It is not coming from an encyclopedic knowledge of the the history of the strip or of the actual city of Las Vegas. Uh, sometimes when you chat about Las Vegas, you do hear about people who who live in the actual uh, real city that is not just the Strip. So we all, always want to give uh, due respect to, to that reality and that experience. Uh, just being very clear, this episode is about uh, our relationship with going to the casino version of Las Vegas, <laughs> our opinions and experiences with that. So having released our disclosures, let's dive in. Uh, Jen, I actually want to start with you. Growing up, when did you first become aware of Las Vegas? And did it sound magical and fun, frightening and adult? What was your, your childhood understanding? I think I had two different two different versions of Vegas, which became a reality later. And so the first one was through my dad, who loved Frank Sinatra. And he would talk about like, you know, that Rat Pack era of mm. Vegas. So it sounded very magical. But uh, like Ken, I also grew up in a religious household. And so my mom painted it <laughs> like, quote unquote, Sin City. Yeah. And so I had little, I was just remembering it this morning. I had a real vivid uh, idea that it was going to be like Treasure Island from Pinocchio <laughs> and that I would turn into a donkey. I mean, not literally, <laughs> but that bad things could happen to me and it would mm. ultimately be my demise. So I was afraid of Vegas. So that was kind of my introduction to those two. <laughs> The glory days of Vegas and Treasure Island, scary Pinocchio. <laughs> did that, as a child, did that make you want to go there? Like you wanted to sort of like peek under the bed at the scary thing? Or was it more like, stay away, please don't take me to Vegas? No, it was scary. Maybe it was Pleasure Island. I can't remember Pinocchio. I was terrified. I didn't want to go. My parents took me when I was a kid. It was terrifying. I did not like it. <laughs> okay, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about the first visit. This is, this is so great. Uh, as we get into other center, I really love exploring uh, the differences that that you two had growing up on the West Coast from, mm -hmm. from what I experienced in, in the Midwest. So, Ken, what was your experience uh, of becoming aware of Vegas? Mm -hmm. Were you also warned that you would uh, <laughs> be turned into an animal by a sorcerer? <laughs> <laughs> I I think it was kind of warned later on. It's it's or, or it's weird. So my relationship with with Vegas was this: my mom for a while as a kid lived in Henderson, um, mm. and as a kid, you don't understand that like Henderson is Vegas. It's a suburb. It's right there. It's all connected, right? It's you know. I just thought it was like oh, the town of uh, you weren't in Vegas. You, you lived in another town, but it, you know Henderson and what's the Summerland uh, up in the uh, northern end. All kind of the same. It's like I live in L.A. I live in Burbank. Uh, so, but I, but therefore I knew about that place. But it was like my mom's part of her, and she didn't have a great childhood. So it was like uh, she moved around a lot. So some bad stuff going on. So it's like that was just one. I knew it as a place that she she stopped for a while and was chased by a scorpion. And and she told me the story as a kid. Of like a, a scorpion chased me around like back the backyard and like into the house. So. It wasn't the sin that kept me away from Vegas. It was the thought of a scorpion chasing me for a long time, which might have been the devil himself. I don't know. Um, so oddly enough, Jen's right. I grew up in a rather restrictive household and, and all those kind of uh, uh, things that come with it. But but Vegas wasn't necessarily on that list. We just, as I've said before here many times, we just didn't travel 
as 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 mm-hmm. a kid. Um, we we went to Yosemite once a year, and and I'm thankful for that trip, and I'm thankful my parents made that happen. We didn't have a lot of money, lower middle class, um, so we just didn't travel around. But one time with my late grandma and grandpa, uh, I went up to Reno, and I think I thought that was Vegas because <laughs> there was. <laughs> I remember telling kids I've been to Vegas. Friends of mine, you know, I, as I was like ten years old, I went to Vegas. I went to Reno. I found out later on. Um, so I, I didn't know much about it, but then, uh, one of my best friends, uh, in the middle of uh, seventh grade, uh, moved to Las Vegas and pre-social media, of course. So we lost contact, but then we got like into recontact. Yeah, you both probably remember, but I, I hate to sound like the old guy talking to the kids out there, but you'd lose contact with friends. And all of a sudden, like out of the blue one, 10 years later, like phone would ring and be like, Hey, this is, it's Sean. Is this Ken? And you'd be like, Whoa, what happened to you? You know, like, yeah, kind of it. Like. You knew you maybe had a number, but you just drift off like you do. And so he, this this happened, and 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 in, in the summer of uh, ninety two into ninety three, or yeah, around that around that era, um, um, we uh, me and a friend of mine who was like the other best friend in this like trio of, of friends, uh, we drove out with his mom and, and his younger sister. We went to Vegas. And we stayed at my friend's house and I got to go to the old strip and kind of go around. Uh, we got to see the Luxor being built. So I was actually fascinated. Wow. Joseph, when you're talking about the Luxor, like we, his mom stayed at Excalibur which, and Luxor was being built next door. So I saw the frame of that being built. Um, and that was it. And I was kind of like, yeah, I went to Vegas. I did it. Uh, and then later on, we'll get into the details. But I went with a friend in 2005 and that really started my love affair with it. Okay, excellent. Seeing the, the the Luxor skeleton, I yeah, I right. hope you uh, took some some uh, Polaroid pictures. <laughs> I, I do have some a lot of photos, but none of that. I think yeah, I have to look. I, it's it's mostly me and my two friends uh, wearing uh, U.S. Olympic basketball dream team jerseys because. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, that is great. Yeah, in the the the. I'm loving that uh, for you both. It, it, when you were quite young, it was scary, weird, yeah. fantasy place. But your physical proximity probably brought you to it uh, sooner. Um, uh, yeah, my my family did not travel for travel's sake. But as I've mentioned before, um, when I was quite young, my parents decided to move from Brainerd, Minnesota, which is a, a smaller town. It's a little bit bigger now, but it's kind of a up north by lakes resort town. Um but a but a, a small town uh, at the time I lived there, the Sears was just an outlet uh, where you could go and order things from the catalog and maybe look like uh, like a washer. <laughs> uh, so they decided out of the uh, the blue to move to Portland, Oregon, and we drove out there. Uh, this is also very kids. It wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. I just sat in the front seat with <laughs> no seatbelt, or in yep. the of a U-Haul, or in the played around in the back of a station wagon. Uh, so we drove out to, to Portland and I saw some things like, you know, the ocean and Haystack Rock. And then we, <laughs> then we drove back and then, then we were locked in, in lovely, wonderful Minneapolis, but we didn't leave then. So it was almost worse that my parents gave me like a taste of the West coast, a taste of different vistas and adventures. And then nothing yeah. <laughs> uh, for a very long time, which makes thing made things even more magical. Um, yeah. And I've said it about Los Angeles, but Las Vegas was the same of like, that's, uh, I know it's a real thing. Like the moon is a real thing. And apparently people have been there and maybe I could go there, but it was so far away and so magical. Um, 
obviously you hear about it just on TV shows or whatever. So it's sort of a cultural reality that there's this place with lots of, you know, neon <laughs> the, mm-hmm. and the lights look cool. I like that. But my real solid memory uh, of learning that Las Vegas existed and asking questions about it uh, is my, my grandma, uh, who frankly I think had a gambling problem, but uh, she, <laughs> she had uh, this uh, low ball, whiskey glass mm. from the MGM Grand and it's kind of mm. burned in my memory and I was like I'm this morning I was like I'm gonna make sure I didn't make that up mm. <laughs> so there was there's the existing MGM Grand which was apparently built in the the early 90s but there was an, an earlier one that was a, a different hotel you know rebuilt renovated like everything in Vegas uh uh in the late seventies, early eighties and, and rechristened the MGM grand and mm. clearly now backtracking and realizing what my grandmother was doing and saying, she always wanted to go to the ho- hotels and the casinos when they're brand new. So she could, you know, say I was there at the beginning, uh, which is a pretty accurate impression of the way my grandmother in her <laughs> cigarette stained voice spoke. <laughs> uh, so this, it's so fascinating that this is the uh, low ball whiskey glass that I obsessed over. And I think I, I asked to like drink my orange juice out of it. So I, I found it on eBay. It's real. It says uh, MGM grand hotel, Las Vegas. It has got like a film strip uh, motif. And then there's a picture of a cartoon lion at an old school film camera filming something and smoking a giant cigarette. (laughs) 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 And I clearly was like, that's that lion's cute. And like wanted to drink out of that. And my grandma would be like, that's from Vegas. (laughs) And, you know, talk to me about how, how, great vegas was so it was just this magical place where cartoon lions directed films and smoked <laughs> cigarettes uh that i wanted to go to uh and then you know we, we could talk about it more but it, as i got older you know and really wanted to go to different places and all that i you know became obsessed with uh sinatra and sam davis jr dean martin that, that entire uh era and i read a ton about early vegas mm. and i became obsessed with a place i could never go to a, a you know this romance with a uh, with a version of Vegas that is already gone that I can never really visit. Mm. Um, we'll talk about it more, uh, but spoiler, I, I think I was wrong to think that way. I, I think I had a little bit of like, I kind of want to go there, but it, it won't be the Vegas that I fell in love with. And and I think mm. uh, I was wrong. Um, mm. uh, and I'm excited to talk about it more, but I wanted to put that out there. Uh, so yes, for me, it was, it was the, the, the two-step of the weird childhood mm-hmm. version of it only through my grandma's mm-hmm. <laughs> whiskey and cigarette glasses. Uh, and then as a, as a young man having, being kind of hipster about it, of like, I guess I'll go to Vegas, <laughs> but it's not real Vegas. Mm-hmm. I was totally wrong. Totally wrong. Uh, uh yeah. anyway. We're going to get into our first trip. Uh, Ken, you shared a little bit of seeing the Luxor skeleton with your your buddies. I want to hear more about that. But Jennifer, let's bounce back to you. Let's take the pin out and uh, that first (laughs) Vegas trip for you. What was it like? I think I was young. Well, not that young, maybe nine or 10. Um, and I don't even really remember where we stayed. Although now that you're, you're talking about these, uh, hotels, I'm like, Oh, that's right. I think I did stay at the Mirage. I remember seeing the mm-hmm. Siegfried and Roy mm-hmm. posters everywhere, yeah. which were like, what, what is that? There's a tiger. <laughs> like, Oh my goodness. Like it just was so flashy. And I remember going to circus circus and, and it was like Pinocchio, 
come true. And I'm like this, and I hated clowns. I had a fear of clowns as a kid (laughs) and it just was overwhelming. And I didn't, I was, I don't know if I was scared in Vegas, but I did not like it. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, the smells of the casinos with the cigarettes, the crowds, uh, the sounds of plinking. It was Mm -hmm. too much. It was like sensory overload. Mm. I guess I'm kind of a sensitive kid. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, I left and I was like, I don't want to ever go back here again. <laughs> and my parents, they don't gamble. So I think we went to some shows. I know we went shopping and it's been a long time. There was like, I think an outlet mall. I, I don't even know, but it just, it was not a great experience. <laughs> That's fascinating because you're sort of like ground zero, uh, uh, as I understand it, of the the expansion from Vegas of this, this adult only playground. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching a, a behind the scenes thing on, on a movie that happened in Vegas talking with, um, one of the uh, the wait staff at the Flamingo and you're saying like, yeah, there used to be kids here in the lobby <laughs> waiting yeah. to be picked up by a babysitter because they weren't coming into anything the adults were doing. Yeah. And then my understanding that there there was a like, hey, well, we could get even more business with families and Circus Circus being the one that opens that up and tries to make things friendly to kids. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> didn't work for me. For, for it, young it just, Jennifer Landa and the neon clowns. I was really skeptical. I felt like they were tr- like Vegas was trying to trick me and trick everyone there into into obviously gambling, spending money, and it just felt like there were predators all around. <laughs> <laughs> Scorpions I, and clowns predators trying to get me it just felt it just felt wrong and i remember i was a stick in the mud and i was not happy and my parents i don't think took me for a few more years after that how old were you <laughs> yeah i think it was like nine or ten okay um, yeah and i have no problem problem uh expressing my displeasure with something mm. even now mm. <laughs> make people's lives miserable well, your, your father was a like journalist right uh, yeah. he must have been proud that his nine-year-old daughter was like i see through the facade <laughs> all of this is this is just that clown's trying to reach into my pocket and take my lunch money yeah i was like i'm on to you people i'm on to you <laughs> that's great that's great uh i i i want to extend this question from our first visit to the the visit where it clicked and you enjoyed it so mm. So let, let, let's go to there for you, Jennifer. I'm curious to see how you how you turned it around. I don't think I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After I started sitting down, we were, I was like, yeah, Vegas sounds like a fun topic. And then I was like, I don't think I've ever had any positive experiences in Vegas. So, well, uh, when did you go back then? When did you go I... back and like ha- experience it as an adult with full knowledge that, yes, it is a facade trying to take money from you <laughs> you know i feel like i've i've gone quite often um it, throughout my life for various things weddings family weddings mm-hmm. um which is always an experience right um and uh, after uh, well, i was eight months pregnant going mm. to a wedding which just oh. was no it was hard it was really hard going no. there um, uh, yeah. So I, I don't think it ever really turned around. There was one time, one visit where I went to the old school part of it, right. Mm-hmm. With the golden nugget, the golden mm-hmm. horseshoe, like that area. And I was like, Oh, this is fun. And we went to some steakhouse. I'm not a big steak person, but we went to some old steakhouse mm-hmm. where like the servers were all, you know, like 60 years old. <laughs> and that to me, yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, I like this 
part of Vegas, but I didn't really get a chance to explore that as much. But I, I can't wait to hear about your guys' stories because we, we, you were sharing that restaurant, Joseph, that you went to that Kenan recommended. I'm like, that's, that's the Vegas I want to go to. That looks like fun. Yeah, no, and I, and I think, you know, there's that, the, the, Old Vegas, downtown Vegas, the Fremont experience, I think, where there's more stuff like that. But I think it's kind of uh, peppered throughout. But yeah, I, th- I think there is a lot. That's part of the reason I think I was wrong uh, to just be like, it's all it's all flashy and new now that that there are plenty of experiences like that to to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, and I think and very much for the recommendation for the the pepper mill. Oh, the yeah. pepper mill. Yeah. That's it. Pepper Mill, it was, yeah. it was so great. Uh, uh, Ken had described it like uh, it was the, the Rainforest Cafe, but kind of dark. <laughs> and that was exactly what it was. <laughs> when you have this low ceilings, why do you have fake trees in here? Uh, I don't know. It's great, but it's beautiful. They're everywhere. It They're awesome. everywhere. They're everywhere. It's so great. Uh, so, Ken, you went. Your first experience yeah. uh, was, it sounds kind of wholesome that you went to yeah. reconnect with a buddy. And what were you like? 14 around that time yeah summer 92 would be that range uh going into uh i think my junior year of high school um around that time so so uh, you know time has no meaning but again we we all had the dream team jerseys on so that was the olympics of 1992 um yeah and and jen i'll say this i'm not saying we need a four center field trip pronto (laughs) i have it i i turn a lot of people on vegas like people who go uh grace used to hate it loves going to Vegas with me now. So I, 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 I and I'm not, by the way, like just not an expert. I love the history of it too. I've, I've, I've watched all those videos and read all those books. I do love this. It's a, it's a weird fascination. Uh, and that goes into some stuff I'm going to talk about, but um, that we all share if you love the city, but, uh, and I have a lot of family. My uncle lives there. My two of my cousins live out there. Um, so uh, this, I've been to the suburbs. Um, yeah. So, so to take it back, going back to kind of what Jim was talking about too, is the, the, how I was raised and all that stuff. When I did go on this trip, my mom wasn't with me. And so it was a hard challenge for her. And so she kind of put, as she, I'm trying to be nice to mom, as she often does and tries to do still, put, put a lot of fear into me uh, mm. of things that could go wrong. And watch for this, watch for this. So, you know, we're at the sub, yeah. we're staying at my friend's house. You know, that, that wasn't, uh, we weren't one of like a casino, but we did go down. We went to, we went to Fremont Street when we, you could still drive on it. I, was, I, I remember mm-hmm. driving down it. Uh, now, wow. of course, you can, it's enclosed and all that stuff. Um, and then we went on, uh, you know, the new strip and, and, and we're at Caesars. We went into Caesars. I remember all that stuff. I remember that we, at one point, we walked onto, uh, what is that, Vegas Boulevard and, Car like my friend's dad or step stepdad was like, hey, you know, if you once we're on that sidewalk, watch out, people might start screaming at you or being, and someone like honked. I'm like, hey, kids or so, I, and I just remember my mom was right. My mom was right. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was dreamy, right? It was just like it was, it was something you're gonna go back and tell. You know, even though I was, I think we we're six seven hours away from where I lived up up uh, my hometown. Uh, it was like I, I, I got to experience it. Like other friends of mine were like, I went to New York City and all this kind of stuff. So that was then, but it was like a dream, right? I didn't really remember all the details, still don't. Uh, but it was a little bit later on. Uh, we'll get into some more details because I think it factors into some of the other parts of our conversation. But I was, uh, you know, here I am, mid to late, yeah, mid 20s, and um, haven't done a lot of traveling, still a very sheltered kid, living on his own LA with some roommates, but a friend of mine, we're driving along. I still remember we're on, we're on the freeway here in LA. Uh, he's about 10 years older than me. And he turns to me, he goes, what are you, what are you doing this weekend? I, nothing. He goes, great. We're going to Vegas. And I, I, that caused so much 
panic <laughs> and stress and anxiety in me because up until then, I, I didn't know without my parents, I couldn't try, like uh, family vacations was the only form of quote unquote vacation I understood. So it was like, mm. well, well, we can't go. My mom hasn't made the reservation yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and, and also then beyond that, just like t- today's Thursday, you want us to leave Friday to Vegas? And, you know, I, I, I had seen the movie Swingers, but I, I didn't, I didn't, we're not, that's not, not real. You don't just get in your car and drive there. And he was like, yeah, great, cool. We'll go. I'll cover the costs. We're good. And we stayed at the Riviera. We stayed there for like two days. And that started the fascination with it. But but beyond that, and gets in some of the, the issues here, I'll just say in summary, like as a sheltered kid, and that that isn't a, a, a swipe at my parents. It's just, it's how I grew up in a small town and, and, and just a fearful, quiet kid, uh, you know, didn't drink till later, didn't all these kind of things, which none of those things are bad. Um, but I sometimes still, like if you hear me talk about airports, the reason I'm kind of so almost proud that I'm good at airports is because I never thought I'd be in one. And so mm. I kind of have this like thought of like, I did it. Like, I, like if, if, if Joseph, Joseph asked me for Vegas advice, it's, it isn't me going, let me help you. It's me going, Joseph, can you believe I went? <laughs> My mom said, don't go. And I went there at 47. I'm still dealing with that crap. Um, so that started it. And I had my friend who had been a lot. He was the one to, and, and we did early Vegas. We did, he woke up at 6 a.m. to get the buffet. We didn't stay out late. Uh, he's like, you, there's there's five ways to do Vegas. We're doing it my way. We're doing the early gamblers Vegas. And, and that kind of uh, began uh, how I looked at the city. The ways to do mm. the unwritten rules, all these kind of things, which are mm. complete BS really when you look at it, but it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, I think, a great way to approach it, to not say, um, Hey, I don't, I don't know how to do this city, but rather the, the city is a choose your own adventure of how do you want to do Vegas is very much a great way to approach it Very much, and, and I think open up the enjoyment of it. Um, so Jen, yeah, you find I mean, out how you want to do Vegas. All right. <laughs> yes. I want the Ken Navsock guide. That sounds great. That's <laughs> your alarm early. We're going to the Riviera buffet. <laughs> We're starting at circus. No, no, there's oh. clowns everywhere. Um, yeah, uh, Ken and I share, I think, uh, uh, some uh, similar stuff in our upbringing. Uh, I, in a way, for me, it, it, it's it's difficult because my parents were adventurous in my youth. So they like instilled that in me. And then they're like, nah, <laughs> mm. uh, we've taught you to want these things. Now let's pile some fear into you so you can't ever have them. Mm. Um, so, but, but it produces a similar thing of, of I wanted to be jet set when I was six, mm. <laughs> you know? Um, and I had this good experience of uh, uh, around um, 2010, um, I was going along having having a, a, a good artistic life in, in Minneapolis, but still kind of having that someday I'll go more places. And I did a couple of shows outside of uh, Minneapolis, did a Chicago improv festival. Uh, but uh, my friend Bill Corbett reached out to me to do a show in, in San Francisco. And it, it was, I didn't realize it, but I, it was like, I was sitting around waiting for somebody else to, mm-hmm. you know, invite me to mm-hmm. actually go mm-hmm. see the world. Mm-hmm. And like really everything, everything, thing that i have done since flowed out from that mm-hmm. because it was like yeah it's just another city it's expensive that's the biggest thing <laughs> that could, that's, that's the biggest thing to be scared of it's expensive to travel and not everybody can do that uh but anyway so it, it was a, a relatively quick snowball from that one invitation to do one show in a different city 
uh, with Bill to my wife and I going, we should move to Los Angeles. Mm. Mm. Um, and mm. we, uh, we drove in our little Toyota Yaris. Uh, we'd, we'd made the drive from Minneapolis. We left Minneapolis at like eight in the evening or whenever, uh, got to Iowa. And then from Iowa, we got to Colorado and then slept there. And then from Colorado, we made it to Vegas. Mm. And that was actually, it was just, it was the the logical place to stop. And, mm. you know, we didn't like pull in and, <laughs> you know, uh, stay at the park MGM. It, we, it was outside of the, the strip that we just stayed in a, in a kind of abandoned uh, hotel with like our car and one other car in the parking lot and <laughs> with uh, a ton of our belongings in it that we were a little afraid of. And then we <laughs> yeah. got up in the morning. And so it was a really interesting time to explore Vegas because we were moving to LA. We were, by the end of that day, when we got up in the morning, we would arrive at our new apartment in Los Angeles. Mm. Wow. And Sarah's like, it, it, it would be faster to just, you know, jump on this freeway, but do you want to go down the strip? And I was like, yes, mm. I, I want to see if there's any, uh, like that's, you know, I've never been to Vegas, but I, I have, my ears have been there hours and hours and hours with, with mm. live albums. Mm. Um, and my imagination has been there and books I've read have been there, you know, and shows I've watched have been there and movies are like, I've, I have been there in my imagination. Like it's a, you know, mm. distant planet from a made up galaxy. Like, yes, I need to drive down it. This is what we're doing. This is, we are not, we are exploring the world now, mm. uh, as much as money and time will allow. So we, we didn't get out cause we were both like, we have half of our belongings in our car. We just need to get where we're going. Yeah. But we drove down the strip and I saw that just bonkers explosion mm. of fake Paris, fake New York, neon clowns. <laughs> and uh, uh, we we come to an intersection and the cross street is Frank Sinatra Drive. And it was like, he's still here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His presence is still here. And I you know, pulled out my phone and took a bunch of blurry pictures of, of Frank Sinatra Drive. And like, in it, it, I as we were pulling away, I, I really was like, "All right, Vegas, I'll be back." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And then you had, and then <laughs> you go go ahead again. And then and you have returned. I have returned, and like, it, and I feel like kind of in two two steps. The um, did a convention, uh, the Wizard World convention, mm -hmm. um, where we we stayed, uh, um up by the convention center and in, in a little bit out of sight of town, but, but I wandered around a bit, a bit with, with you can, and that was great. Yeah. Um, that was a great, uh, Vegas experience, but it wasn't like both feet all the way in. Right. Right. Uh, for, for me yet, it was sort of like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm coming along and I'm seeing some things, but I'm observing and I'm not, you know, bothering everybody, but was like, I need to go to the Venetian to see if where yeah. the sands was like, I just kind of went along with it. And then, uh, we had a the fun weekend, uh, and, then driving out of Vegas, uh, I, I drove over a screw. I uh, wow. got an immediate flat tire, had to pull over. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was like kind of sad, blinky eyed, <laughs> like uh, 3 p.m. It feels like the entire city is hung over on Sunday. Everyone limping back to L.A. Mm -hmm. And I looked up and I realized, uh, what, what, what street did it get screwed on? I got screwed on Dean Martin Drive, <laughs> literally. Oh. And it was sort of like, this is perfect. I wanted to experience a fun Vegas and sad Vegas. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was perfect. 
I remember that. I remember that. I didn't, I don't think I found out till we got back right in our next recording session or something. You were like, Oh, I got, I didn't get out of town fast. (laughs) Yeah. No, I didn't get out of there. It took a, it took a while to get out Mm. of there. Yeah. Mm. And then this, this last uh, uh, trip, we'll we'll talk more about uh, to go see the Lady Gaga show. I went, you know, with my wife, Sarah, and that was like, you know, she was all in of like, I know half of this trip is your obsession with the past and what remnants are left. And that Mm. was nice. I didn't want to, burden the people I was with when I visited with Ken. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to see it through their eyes. And that was, that was a great two, two step process to get yeah. to know it. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. So uh, we can of course continue to talk about uh, some of our specific experiences, but I, I want to talk in, in this first half here is we're wrapping up the, the first half about kind of how we, how we wrestle with Vegas, how we summarize it or make sense of it. There is, I think a balance of, of the fun and the excitement of it with, you know, Hey, gambling mm-hmm. <laughs> is addictive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved my stay at Luxor and I really like agent, agent Egypt stuff. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, no, I can, I can see some people being like, yeah, this is, this is cultural appropriation, uh, mm. you know, for, for the sake of capitalism. Uh, there is still people having a hard time in Vegas. All, all these, all these mm-hmm. contrasts, um, mm-hmm. Ken, uh, l- we should maybe end with you, but I'm going to start with you because <laughs> I think you've maybe spent the most time wrestling with you. This, how do you make sense of all of the the contrasts of Vegas? I I, it, I think you have to acknowledge them and acknowledge like with anything. Like I I um you know I love getting a drink last night before my comedy show at a, at a whiskey, and it's like uh, that is a simple fun act for me. That that's a um, potentially devastating act for someone else, right? And and you have to be aware of all sides of it. And therefore, I think you can kind of start from a respectful point. There's an absolute dark side to Vegas, just like there's a dark side to Hollywood and all these cities. And, and my friend who took me there, he 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 was honest about that. We, we, he was like, you'll see this city do things to people that they would never think possible. Uh, and, and, and it can break them. The city could break them, right? He's he giving me this. Yeah. It, it, he, was, he loved having a good dramatic streak in him, my old friend Brian. And sure enough, we check in the Riviera, which again, isn't there anymore, but it's one of the classics. And um, we checked in and, and we're walking around and, and he goes, look, see, I told you. And, and, and down at the end of the hall, there's a guy at the edge of like a little stairwell, head in hands, and he's crying. And I don't know. And he's like, like that, that like drunk hair messed up, like bawling. And I, to this day, we don't know. But he, my friend was like, that, I told you, the city will break you. You got to be careful with it. And, and and so it sounds like I'm being overdramatic, but it was I remember just having that like okay. And so then we went out. We we had, we had already checked in. We go to the casino floor, and, and Jen, you talk about that sound. That's one of my favorite sounds in the world. The two favorite, <laughs> the two favorite sounds in the world are a fire engine going through an intersection and the horn blaring and casinos. <laughs> and the moment I hear that clink 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 ding and everything, I just I light up. And I, so we go over to a wheel of fortune slot machine and my friend puts in $20, presses the button, he wins 60. And I'm thinking, wow, this is great. So I was a little, you know, uh, not as, I was thinking I was making $8 an hour back then. So I put a 20, I pull out a 20 and I'm like, my turn. He goes, don't, don't, don't do it. I go, I got to do it. He goes, all right. And I put in that 20 and four spins. I was done. And he's like, this town will break you. Watch it. <laughs> Watch your limits. Watch your limits. And that kind of began my obsession combined with my little bit, um, just the way I was raised. I, 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 you know, I'm trying to, ne- I'm trying to be less negative about it. I, I'm working through some stuff too. Like it, it's not so much it was mm-hmm. sheltered. It was just uh, how my parents thought they, they wanted to protect me and raise me. And I don't fault them for that at the, at the core of the issue. I think there was some mistakes made and, but, 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 um, 
because of that upbringing. So it would just to see, to see this and to feel like I was connected to it. I still go back to that every time I'm there. It is about what you want to do. Do you want to do shows? Do you want to go here? Do you want to gamble? Like I'm not much of a gambler. I actually don't do a lot of that stuff. I love my slots, love video blackjack, but I don't spend a lot of time doing it. I love watching people and I love seeing people discover their limits, uh, shrink back from their limits, not understand their limits, not know why they're here. Uh, being here from uh, a wonderful Midwest uh, city coming out to this mythical Vegas and you just see them with their fanny packs walking along going, what the hell is this? Uh, versus the other people kind of going a little too crazy. And I just love observing all that. And that's always mm. been the balance of it for me. Um, I myself uh, push myself in little areas, you know, um, I don't like to get fall down drunk, uh, but, you know, a little sheltered Kenny, I'll just say it here. We don't talk about this much in Force Center. I knew I would reach a new level when I was in a, uh, uh, an entertainment club, we'll say, and I recognized one of the dancers from L.A. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I've been, oh, this is not who I, this isn't how I was raised. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> um, I had one fantastic night where I, we, uh, it was a bachelor kind of party situation. My friend was getting married. He actually got, we, we, did, he did, we did the chapel thing with Elvis uh, marrying them type of vibe. Um, and we went to one of these clubs and uh, one of the dancers comes with me and says, what do you want to dance? And I was like, nah, you know, I promised my girlfriend back home I wouldn't. She, so she goes, great. She sat down on my lap. She goes, can I have your Red Bull? Yeah. And we sat and we talked about everyone in that club. <laughs> she gave me the, oh. she gave me the lowdown on everyone. There's that kind of guy who does this. There's this kind of guy we watch for that. There's, and it was just, that's the kind of Vegas in a nutshell for me. I don't necessarily want to taste all the sins. I just mm. want to understand what's going on and have fun with that. And it's not something I ever thought I'd do. So that's what I get out of it. Mm. No, I like it. I love the acknowledgement and being uh, a participant mm -hmm. and a student yeah. uh, <laughs> at the same time, you know, this is, I think a great yeah. way to, to uh, approach it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. Let me, let me share one. We'll, we'll close out this first half with, with Jen. I think, um, for me, I, I think it's so vital that we allow ourselves to see things as multifaceted. Mm -hmm. um, and, and some things, you know, when it maybe comes to something like a political decision, it shouldn't be multifaceted. Right. It's like, right. <laughs> let's let's all do the right thing. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I think things that are, you know, big, bizarre creations of humanity, they're going to be multifaceted. Mm. Um and the when when I kind of took the the tour of modern Vegas with you, Ken, and we we did some of what you're talking about. There, one of my favorite things was was we just sat in one of the casinos and just watched people go by, mm -hmm. um, just uh, sipping expensive drinks. And yeah, <laughs> uh, I was led to believe they were cheap. Uh, not anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, and watching people go by, that was great. All that stuff. Um, in it and i think i i thought a little bit of like wow this is just it's it's this town is like sad dirty disneyland mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i hadn't yet had a great time at disneyland either at that point mm -hmm. because i hadn't allowed myself to have something be multifaceted mm -hmm. and and i think yeah vegas is you know i, I would revise it to adult Disneyland, even though you can talk your kids at Circus Circus and all that, uh, it mm -hmm. still is an adult playground. And I think what they kind of share in common is at their core, in my opinion, there is a barely thinly veiled, almost naked, shimmering see-through gown mm -hmm. <laughs> honesty of 
grasping capitalism with <laughs> almost no apology and almost no veneer. Right. Um, like the, you can look at them that way, but they both also have utter magic to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't want to spend a bunch of time on, on Disneyland because of the strikes, but you know, we can all talk about the storytelling and the magic and the fun and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, really embracing Vegas the same way I, I embrace the, the, the theme parks of, yep, this is a city of, of constant evolution, constantly trying to find the best way to get you to come in and gamble. Or if you're not going to gamble, spend money on a roller coaster or mm-hmm. a, a gondola tour, anything. Just give us your damn money. <laughs> At the same time, it is this sort of magic of the playground of mm-hmm. uh, in it this entire area given a way to you know go ahead and have fun go ahead and do something and eh, maybe you shouldn't and try not to break yourself mm-hmm. uh, in, in any way but have a drink at at 10 a.m eat way too much at the buffet put five dollars in that frankenstein slot machine knowing you're absolutely gonna lose it <laughs> go ahead have a little bit of fun uh the the just sort of the indulgence mm-hmm. mixed with the the honesty the sort of the the, the class and the crass yeah that is what has made it really appealing and charming to me and you know I, I think the part of myself that is an extrovert and that wants things loud and noisy and fun and what's going to happen next it just loved yeah. fully embracing Vegas and being in it and we were only there for like a day and a half and we we've maybe slept for three hours and we, we fit in a lot of adventure. And then we drove to the Hoover dam. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, natural. Well, it's not natural. Part of it was nature. Uh, part of it was amazing human engineering, yeah. but I had a hard time transitioning to Hoover dam because like, where's the noise? <laughs> yeah. Where's the blinking lights? Why isn't the Hoover dam trying to get more money out of me? I missed <laughs> the noise in the chaos. And, and yeah. I understand if you do it too long, it's too much and it can break you and all that. But that yeah. to me was the appeal of like saying, I want noise and I want chaos and I want to be in the middle of it. People like a lot of times when I go visit my hometown or where the, 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 the traffic's getting worse up there, but I'll go to a quiet spot. People are like, isn't this great? I'm like, yeah, after three days, I need to go to a freeway and I need to sit. Like it's weird. <laughs> you know, not everyone in LA is like that, but I have that weird vibe. And, and, and Jenna, we're definitely going to get you in here and, and try to get to the bottom of Vegas with you here. But there's just, there's something what you're, you're, ta- you're, 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 you know, digging into the theme park aspect of it, Joseph, which I think is correct. It's, both of those kind of environments have done a great job of marketing uh, the the lack of boundaries, right? It, mm-hmm. it might be in family, uh, fun, and get that turkey leg and dull whip, and you're here to have a fan. In fact, planes don't even fly over it. We control the airspace so that you can be whisked away to this uh, land with with only your imagination to, to keep you in. And Vegas is, the history of it is is fascinating. It's a little dark, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's rich with things and and i think there's this like you know trying to sell what that was even if it's a a a you know the stroller era that a lot of people might complain about the old vegas people of of you know they started bringing in the, the casinos for the strollers that kind of stuff it, it's still to me marketed like come here just like they did back then the dangerous mobsters the hollywood elite come here and just live that life <laughs> you know just 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 your wildest imaginations and 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 I don't know. There's something fun about it. 
one of the last times I was there, we, we were going around having fun, casino to casino, uh, getting some drinks. And one of our friends, I'll, I'll keep their identity very hidden, got so sick. And we were, we were all in a casino, Park MGM. And all of a sudden, she got so sick, she projectile vomited through her hands all over the casino floor. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it was, it's one of the funniest moments in our lives. Um, and it was so, and she was mortified, uh, totally. We totally, totally mortified, Under, understood. But we all were like, nah, nah, nah. No one cares. And no one batted an eye. Mm. <laughs> no one batted an eye. A, 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 a maintenance person came over and just kind of, yeah, here we go again. And, and we, we cleaned her up and helped her go to the bathroom. Grace swooped in and was really supportive. But I just remember telling her like, nah, nah, you're, you're, not, you're, you're not alone here. <laughs> In fact, the evening carried on as normal. Like I went, half our group wouldn't even leave their blackjack table because they're like, they, they, oh, they threw up. Yeah, it's cool. And, like, and there's something about that I like. I don't want to. I'm not suggesting everyone gets so drunk they throw up in public. But just like, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. This has happened before. It will happen again. You're just part of the cog. <laughs> You're just, yeah. mm, yes. Just yeah. It's just all those contrasts, you know, staying at the Luxor. <clears throat> it's like it's it's half trying to convince you <clears throat> you're in ancient Egypt and in <laughs> that, you know, uh, uh, that e- extreme theming is not as popular. So they're also trying to back it off. So you're like, yeah. I'm in ancient Egypt and Carrot Top is doing a show. <laughs> <laughs> and you expect me to be excited about both. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you say this and, and pitch it to you, Jen, because your story is just reminding me, Ken, mm. when we were in line to, you know, uh, get our reservations to go, go uh, up in the room, we, we got there at about midnight on a on a saturday night in the line to get in to pick up the hotel uh, you know mm. your room key was super backed up and there were there were strollers and there were just you know mm-hmm. uh, frankly you know uh, dad bods and in in mm. <laughs> t-shirts and then there were a group of like maybe four women dressed like the the fanciest you know amazing ready to party uh here in this ancient Egypt lobby, they're, they're pumping sweet Caroline. <laughs> Just. And, uh, the, the bop, bop, bop sing along comes, uh, in the, the, uh, the women dressed to the nines reach into their purses and pull out just huge bottles of vodka. And one of them goes, bop, 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 <laughs> pumping the vodka in the air and drops it on the floor. Uh. And shattered. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Amateur. And, uh, yeah, Sarah and I are singing along like "Sweet Caroline, drop your booze." But, but it was oh it was like that's where we are. That's what it is. All right, Ken, uh, uh, Jen. Now that now that Ken and I have gone on and on, uh, as you wrestle with maybe you want Vegas in your life and maybe you don't. How do you uh, uh, define it for yourself? Make sense of it? <laughs> She's hearing her going. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Barf just spilled everywhere. What are you talking? Oh God, it's bringing me back so many memories of just feeling like I'm cattle when I'm there. You know, it, it's an idea of what I'm, suppo- I'm supposed to be enjoying this. I'm supposed to be having fun. You're supposed to go to the pool and hang out and see and be seen. And it's just gross. And I'm supposed to go to this club and it takes forever to get in and they charge you money. And it's just this horrible music and guys are just trying to talk to us. And it's just like, oh, Oh God, I can't even hear anything anyways. It's 
you, then you're just trying to yeah. hang out with your friends afterwards. It's like three in the morning and you're eating at some random place in a casino and a group of really drunk guys come <laughs> over and just sit with you so uh, much. So I have, I have photos of this guy who passed out between my friend and I, like <laughs> my friend and I are just like, like weekend at Bernie's like, Hey, because <laughs> <laughs> at some point you have to just laugh. And so you're like chatting with this guy and he, I mean, what can you do? Right. So I, I think that that's what I wrestle with is mm-hmm. I love the Vegas that I see on screen. Ocean's mm. Eleven, you know, swingers. <gasps> I think they went to Vegas. Swingers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Vegas, baby. Like yeah. Poker Face, that show. Sorry, I'm mentioning all these things. Um, but I, but that to me is the Vegas I find fascinating. Seeing mm. a e true Hollywood story, right, mm-hmm. about the Rat Pack and getting that underbelly or the other side. But I don't want to necessarily experience it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, Ken, this sounds like a really fun time actually being in that dance club and getting the firsthand story from this person. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the whole thing I wrestle with is that Vegas doesn't feel personal. So Disneyland, even though it is this gigantic, you know, billion dollar company, whatever, when I go to Disneyland, it feels personal. I have personal memories, not just because I work there, but we all have these personal memories connected to these stories. Mm. And I think that's with Vegas. It just doesn't, I don't feel any connection to it. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like literally, like literally assaulted at every <laughs> turn. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And sorry. I, sorry to laugh, but it, it, no, it's, but the, it's I, the, the, the truth of it. And I'm really glad you're bringing your perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, I've had some fine experiences, but it's just, I know when I'm there, I know, unless I'm eight months pregnant, like I know <laughs> what to expect <laughs> and the, what's going to happen. And yeah, the fun is that when you're in Vegas, it stays in Vegas, but you know what? Maybe, maybe it shouldn't. <laughs> maybe people should still like have some sort of decorum, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. uh, in certain things like whatever, you're going to get blackout drunk. Okay, that's fine. I mean, we've all been there perhaps. Maybe not everyone, but some of us have. Um, I prefer to do that on the Sunset Strip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A nice, wholesome Sunset Strip. Exactly, right? No, but I mean, I don't know. I So that, that's what yeah. I wrestle with. Uh, just no, the, uh, Look, this is fast. Yeah. First of all, yes, you're sharing some very real experiences, part of the, the darkness that can be found anywhere. Uh, yeah, and, and that's exactly. a very real thing. And and as I'm hearing you describing this, not to, de- not to uh, discount any... Um, feelings or emotions you have negative emotions on the situations. Those are all very real and true, but I'm, I'm, I'm making a list. I'm like mistake. Number one, mistake. Number two, uh, yeah. I see what Jen's doing wrong here. I see when she went to Vegas. I would, I see who she went to <gasps> Vegas with and she didn't go with those people. And, no. and all those things you're talking about, which are valuable for the theme park side of it. I, 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 I you can find them there again. It's not for him. I think you're representing a large, uh, not just with your own experiences, but you're probably representing a large portion of our listeners who have been there and are like, yeah, not for me. And and I'm not here to convince anyone otherwise. I'm here to mm-hmm. tell you all those things that you're talking about, I think are available. I think we can, it, it's who you're with. It's, it's um, everything you're describing is absolute hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love going. It's all passed through Caesars. There's always that bar that the Joseph, the bar you were talking about is in Caesars. It's the open air okay. center. And there to the left of that is a giant club area. And it is cattle and it is everyone chasing some glamour that they're never going to get. Uh, right. Um, and, 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 and that's true anywhere. Right? Go to a Hollywood club. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we've all been there. We've all been there where we're like in line and you just look at the people with, you're like, what are we doing? 
Yes. <laughs> you can't even, and I'm probably not even going to get in. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, uh, I, I feel for you. I, I want, I, now we need other center field trip and we're going to go to the pepper mill at 6 PM. We're going to go to the fireside lounge next door. You're gonna have a nice cocktail. Uh, then we're going to yeah. watch some people. We're going to make some fun of some people. You're going to lose some money. One of us might projectile vomit in the middle of the casino, but then you'll have an <laughs> intimate memory connected with that. We'll have a shared journey of the time the bar from across the floor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Give me a dive bar in Vegas. Uh, I mean, I love dive bars. I love yeah. mom and pop places. Yeah, double down. Double I, down and yes. be careful. Bring bring someone big and tough with you. But um <laughs> <laughs> But there is also that there I, I love that you're able to articulate the that personal connection. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, and I think that you know, knowing that, that you share a love of that era and that the it's not at the sands, like uh there, there's a mob museum that that gets into that that I haven't mm. been to, but people say is amazing. I had such a great experience at the um, Golden Gate Casino, which is a place that they used to hang out. They got pictures of them everywhere, wow. um, and and there's it, it's kind of fun to to haunt to to look for those ghosts mm -hmm. that like they're little bit of remnants, and it, it, I think that's why I enjoyed the trip uh, so much is because I, I felt exactly what you were talking about a way into that because yeah I'm. Mm -hmm. much uh, uh, <laughs> in the wrong place to, to think that I'm going to get the excitement by going to some cattle club mm -hmm. club. I don't mm -hmm. want to be there, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but I found that, that personal connection. And, mm -hmm. and I also think just always looking at it with a sense of, to me, irony and comedy, cause it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I had such a great time at that uh, uh, Golden Gate Casino, which is, you know, one of the ones uh, in the Fremont experience, one of the original ones. Oh, mm -hmm. And, uh, I went to the, and everything there is kind of branded of, this is where it all started. You know, the Rat Pack drank here after their shows, you know? Mm. Um, <laughs> but in the men's room, uh, like in many bathrooms, there's a giant mirror, but it's set up. So the mirror is, uh, reflecting a, a huge line of urinals and on the mirror, they have, uh, the, this, uh, phrase that what happens in Vegas all started right here, <laughs> ah. which they mean to celebrate the casino, but you're just literally looking at a line of men urinating. And it's just like, <laughs> that's Vegas to me of like trying to be classy, but mm. there's always men urinating. Mm. That's, that's the way it is. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. We're going to take a, uh, go ahead again. No, no. Just, just saying fantastic. I, I'm packing. I'm going to start reserving a room right now. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to uh, broadcast the second episode live from Vegas. No. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of our experiences uh, that we've had even more Vegas experience faves uh, back in a moment. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to Four Center Prevents presents and prevents other center. I'm preventing you from making mistakes in Las Vegas. That's what we're doing here. We're, we're having adventures in Vegas before we get back to the conversation. I want to uh, recommend an audiobook for you to try out. You can download this free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center and helping us out. And today we're recommending uh, one time only Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas by Hunter S. Thompson, narrated by Ron McLarty. It's on Audible. Uh, you can read the infamous and famous book, uh, Stories about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and a whole lot more. Uh, I guess I should put an age recommendation on that. I don't know. I don't know. Check it out <laughs> on us by going to audibletrout.com slash four center for your free audio book. All right, Joseph, we're going to go into some favorites here as we continue our Vegas conversation. That is right. Uh, and we can amend this to favorite or interesting. <laughs> <for Jennifer. laughs> uh, so, uh, Ken, we'll start with you, though. What is your favorite hotel you've stayed at? Because because you have stayed at many. I have stayed at many. And I've 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 uh, almost been to the toppermost of the poppermost, but I've also stayed at the uh, lower level ones. Um, I, I was trying to think, you know, uh, I loved my time at Park MGM and I've been at the Venetian. And I've been at the, the Paris, which is interesting once i finally got to paris i was like oh yeah they didn't really capture it um <laughs> it's, it's impressive but not the same <laughs> i've been on two eiffel towers in my life um i'm, I'm gonna go with one that is uh off 
uh, it's between the Fremont, Fremont and, and, and the New Strip, across from the Rio. It's called the Gold, Gold Coast Casino. It's, it's horrible. And I love it. I, I think you could go there now. We could get rooms for 40 bucks a night, maybe. Uh, and I've been to that casino more than any other casino because for about six, seven years, I was a member of something called the Cauliflower Alley Club, which is a, um, a res- pro wrestling alumni association and kind of charitable organization. So you become a member and every year they throw like a two night banquet, but it's really like a four day event. They have some wrestling shows. There's like a mini kind of convention nostalgia wing, but it's, it's really about these two banquets and it's for years that they social locations, but for years it was at the gold coast casino. And you talk about the sounds we love and everything. That's great. But do you love 50 year old cigarette smoke smell? Uh, this is your casino. Do you love um, just seeing someone who should not be chain smoking uh, with oxygen and uh, a wheelchair and they're all day at the blackjack table, That's this is your casino. The only form of entertainment is a 24-hour Friday's restaurant. It's it's <laughs> not good, but it's got a bowling alley. Oh, I did that once. That was fun. Uh, it's got a great little coffee shop that I go every morning and have my routine there. And I have I, every year I'd go there and essentially be, be there for five days, like Sunday through Thursday. And wow. it's, it's my favorite because it, it is all those things. And, and I don't mean to make fun of anyone, but it just, you are watching Vegas as, as it is in the daylight, you know, versus mm. like Jen, you're experiencing uh, the clubs and the dresses and the lines and the a-holes and all that kind of stuff. There's that. This is the next morning and the people who have done that for 40 years and it's spectacular. <laughs> and it, felt, <laughs> it felt like home, including the, 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 um, the staff, the wait staff, like you'd still see the same people there for like seven straight years. Uh, you almost get to know them. And uh, old, dusty, dirty sports book, all that kind of stuff. And, and I, that, uh, I, I love the, fa- the fancy stuff. I love the, the, the faux luxury of a Vegas casino. Uh, but there was something I, I, I actually miss about that Gold Coast casino. Mm, that sounds great. I'm definitely putting that on the list. Uh, Jennifer, where have you stayed when you've been in Vegas? I don't, I think I, I know I've stayed at the Luxor because, uh, I remember the walls like you shared, I think in your photo, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like slanted. Uh, so the Luxor, I think I've stayed at the Bellagio. I've stayed at the MGM Grand. I have stayed at the Venetian. Mm. I have, st- I feel like a treasure Island. I, I have stayed at a lot of different places. Wow. Yeah. We also stayed at a place like not an Airbnb, but like a really small little hotel off of the Vegas strip. When we went to go to that wedding, that was really cute and fun. Um, but I do remember, was it the Bellagio? Was that the one where they have the gondola rides? That's the Venetian. The Venetian. Yes. I, I remember thinking, wow, this is really impressive fake but impressive (laughs) and when i went to italy like it actually looked pretty darn close like i mean a little i'm pretty pretty darn close and i think what's so impressive about any of the hotels is just how they it's done every little detail right like Mm -hmm. the temperature inside the casino is just right and there's no clocks anywhere Mm -hmm. so you lose track of time and all of your needs can be met like you don't need to go anywhere you can just hang out mm-hmm. um so that is really interesting but i can't think of a favorite that i've stayed at they i honestly they all kind of blend the same except for treasure island i think that that kind of had a pirate theme <laughs> you, yeah, so, i think they changed that yeah yeah they changed it right so yeah that's the one of the things that i'm really fascinated about is i is i learn more about the the trends of vegas and how often all the hotels are retrofitted mm. and how it it seems like right now there's this mix of uh, 
no theme. The theme is just it's real nice mm. to extremely lightly themed like yeah. Art Deco or generally Italy right. versus the like all in bonkers themed. We're trying to convince you you're in a pyramid. We're trying to convince you you're in, in <laughs> and a, Paris. And a you're, castle with King Arthur. <laughs> That's right. Yes. yes. We're, we're trying to convince you that there was, yeah, a, a, a gift shop <laughs> in this Norman castle or whatever. <laughs> um, did you have a preference between it, those levels of sort of, there's no theme, it's just nice, to lightly themed to bonkers themed? I don't, I don't know. I just remember one of the, one of the hotels where it has like a blue sky uh, at the top. You're like walking through by this like food court. Which one? Well, Paris has that. And then Caesars has that. And there may be others by now. Yeah. 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 It's really disorienting. And (laughs) I just, I don't know. I really don't like, I don't like any of them. I don't. What about the wind? Uh, have you been into the wind or the the? Uh, yes, I think I have. Okay. okay, I think that the wind is pretty nice, right? From it, what it's I, it's I, yes, it's nice. It's both nice and faux nice, right? It's faux luxury, mm. faux luxury. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. luxury themed, yeah, but not actually luxury. Great, the prices, <laughs> the prices are very much real, but it's luxury themed is a great way to look at it. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 you might be up for a park MGM run. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, another mistake you said, and this 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 would cause fights with me and my good pals Christian River Combat Mark Ellis, is the pool. I do not go to pools in Vegas. There's more no. things to do than sit around a pool. Uh, I did it one time at Red Rock, which is out uh, at the time I, my cousin had, was working for them and, and set me up for four days in 2012. I went there for like four days by myself, and I had a, com- a cabana at the pool by myself. She was the beverage, the corporate beverage manager. And she she brought, she came over, checked in with me and, and gave me like nine drinks. I said, could you tie, try these all? These are the sugariest, you know, cocktail, crazy drink. Mm. I, I almost died. <laughs> like, oh my God. Because I was out there by myself in the heat in this cabana drinking, you know, Mai Tais with all these silly names. And I never recovered. It was something. So, so yeah, nuts to all, <clears throat> all that, Jet. I hate the pool. I hate the pool in general. Like I don't ever go swimming. (laughs) I don't like the beach. Like, yeah, when I was dragged to the pool, I was like, this is my worst nightmare. People are drinking in there and then they don't go to the bathroom. So you have to wonder, you know, there's park MGM. The cross street is the, 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 the MGM grand, the newer one. And it's got the lazy river. And Alex and Rubicaba and their their friends are and Cody Hall are obsessed with the lazy river. And so every time we go, you have to like reserve it and you get in the the, the inner tubes and you float. And it sounds great. Um, But you're right. Everyone. And and they were telling the story of every time because you go a a lap. Right. And you can walk. You you can just kind of. And every time they pass a lady and and she'd have like Corona's and she'd give them a high five. There you are. Like every time there. And every time they pass, she was more and more drunk there like that. And the sweltering heat. That's not for me. That's not for me. I I brought my swimsuit because I really wanted to swim in the weird, super bisected Luxor uh, Mm -hmm. swimming pool. And we we poked our heads in and looked in it uh, on on the way out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if it's always been there, but the pools all had a bunch of little concrete islands in them. And almost everybody was just kind of (laughs) floating there looking at their phones <laughs> it was again that contrast yeah. of like luxury mm-hmm. swim in a vegas swimming pool and um, people are on there just you know calling each other a-holes on twitter or whatever you know <laughs> that same, hilarious that same lady she kept she kept high-fiving people and uh, this was a couple of years ago 
so this is one of the, you know, you should be wearing masks point of life, right? And maybe you still should, but so, so Mark didn't high five her, he fist bumper and uh, bumped her. And she just yelled for the entire MGM grand to hear liberal <laughs> as he floats. By. No. So, uh, avoid the pool. I'm just saying avoid the pool. Yeah. Oh uh, the pools are a choice. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I am my, my favorite hotel I've stayed at of the, the three, uh, is is the Luxor? I, I will stop talking about it at some point. But um, I, I told this uh, story uh, briefly last episode, so I'll keep it short. But like, I I knew exactly what I was getting into. My grandma had gone there when it was brand new, and she it was burrowed into my mind uh, because she would not stop talking about it and yelling about the inclinators. She would <laughs> she explained the inclinators to me maybe maybe 15 times in two days. It's got inclinators because it's a pyramid. Um, so I was like, I never thought I'd be there. I got to go there. I read about it. I've heard about it, that it's far south on this strip. It's uh, run down. It's, mm. it's got some issues. Uh, people don't like it. Like, I knew all those things. Mm. And I got there, and I was so happy with that inclined, weird little room uh, with the the... the you know, bending wall. Um, that is like, I, I know if I post about this on social media, I'm, I'm going to have to hear everybody's damn opinion. <laughs> uh, but I was so happy and wanted to share it. Uh, <laughs> and I, sure enough, uh, some prominent accounts uh, had some opinions about, uh, about how bad it is. <laughs> and, and everybody was like, it's tacky. It's run down. It's haunted. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's fun. I, Bleeping no, that's why I'm staying here. I didn't think it was the lap of luxury. I thought it was a 30-year-old fake pyramid. (laughs) One of the comments even said, "Ah, yeah, I went there and all the walls are like that. Mm -hmm. Did you look at the outside Mm -hmm. of the building? (laughs) Do you understand basic spatial geometry? Of, of course they are. It's yeah. the point. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, what I really enjoyed about about this trip, and, and it relates to the hotels and now my desire to stay at a bunch of different ones. So, mm-hmm. we, you know, we walked around and we, we checked out different ones. We went to the Venetian because that's where the Sands used to be. And that was like a pilgrimage for me. Um, the Gaga concert was at Park MGM. So we spent a bunch of time in there. And I was like, ooh, okay, I get it. This is this is nice. Unlike our tacky, mm-hmm. <laughs> possibly haunted pyramid. Um, uh, it, to... To for me to, I used to not like Vegas uh, or not like this element of Vegas because it just felt like there's no trace that new. Everything is constantly updated, just chasing a trend. And then I had that like, but that's actually really fascinating mm-hmm. because the whole strip then becomes we we're all very familiar with chasing trends from you know podcasts, social media, being influencers, mm-hmm. and looking at the history of those buildings, updating for millions of dollars every two years in what appears to be a weird arms race to just have the most hotel rooms mm. and to try to figure out what do people who gamble or families who are going to bring their kids, what do they want now? What do they like now? Do you like lightly themed, classy Italian? Mm-hmm. Or do you want a neon clown yelling at you? We don't know. And so the whole strip to me on this visit appeared like a bunch of influencers trying out different uh, trends on TikTok except it costs millions and millions of dollars to try. And they're just like, eh, will this make you like us the most? And that sense of constant evolution Mm. then became fascinating and interesting to me and wanted, it makes me want to go, I want to stay at the tackiest, crappiest you got. And I want to stay at the highest Mm. end 
allegedly fancy and and experience this sort of taste arms race. <laughs> which one of these casinos is the reaction video? Which one of them is the fancy <laughs> video? Which one of them is the uh, challenge video? Oh, it's amazing. It, which is the one I actually don't like the popular show. Mm-hmm. Martin Short actually isn't funny. The hotel. <laughs> I'm saying we're going to move on here, but I, I, I'm obsessed. I, I'm going to, I'm going to find the casino style that, that Jen would be uh, comfortable at. I'm going to find it. Mm. And the other, one of my biggest uh, points is that I think Joseph, you and I were talking off air before you went. It's like you travel around, get if your cars there, you can ride, go Fremont and everything. But you, you usually focus around the block of casinos you're at. And that, and that kind of, mm-hmm. fo- that, the kind of takes a lot of the the need for that constant like oh we gotta go we gotta go here we gotta go here like the four or five casinos around you are kind of where you live for those four or five days or two days when you're there and that's right that's out a lot of the bs too as well so i'm gonna find that cluster of casinos for you Mm. it might be staying up at the fremont experience because yeah there's history Mm -hmm. there's neon Mm -hmm. they've turned it into that that sort of uh uh, town hall basically kind of that Mm -hmm. you know where there are lots of you know legitimate family activities as well as the casino so you can kind of get a lot of it they got there i think great gambling for kids it's it's (laughs) 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 those underground slot machines no i don't think they have those yet underwater you can swim to them Uh, let's talk about actual gambling. Jen, I want to start with you. In in your uh, uh, mixed <laughs> to bad adventures in Vegas, have you personally done any gambling? I have. I've done <laughs> slots. I've done blackjack. And the worst was, I don't, I'm not a very good blackjack player. I don't even know if I remember how to play it. And I just, the whole table was mad at me because I was like, what do I do? I was that person, not not well liked. Um, but the biggest thing that I realized is that I don't I don't like to waste. Like I want to go shopping. I would rather mm-hmm. spend my money yeah. than lose all of it. And the thing is, like the the gratification is like so. It, there's not there. Like I could lose it within one second, a hundred bucks. Like it, mm-hmm. at least let me like get the thrill of online shopping or purchasing something <laughs> from Amazon. Like I, I get more of a thrill from that than I do mm-hmm. from like the disappointment of just like. Ugh. I just lost 200 bucks. So, oh, but I do find it fascinating to watch other people play and lose their money. Um, especially if the person has a lot of money to lose and they just look like it's like no big deal to them. That's, or if they're like professionals, right? Like the professional poker players, like Mm. that's really, really fascinating. I don't like seeing it when somebody clearly has an addiction to Mm. gambling Mm -hmm. and they're clearly like losing like potentially their home. Like that's Mm -hmm. up. It's upsetting to me. And I don't, I don't like that. So Mm. yeah, that's where I am with gambling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I, I joke about it, but I, I truly do. There's uh, some things with my grandma's like, oh, 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 now I understand. I was not mm. good, you know? yeah. Um So, uh, Ken, mm-hmm. actually, you know what? I'm going to, I, I want to end with you because I think you Great. probably have uh, the most to say. I am, I am going <laughs> to suggest, Jen, you stay again at Treasure Island because the fashion show is across the street, the largest mall out in that area. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not quite the one in Minneapolis, but, you know. Go there. Go there. Oh, good to know. Yes. We'll do a Mall of America episode uh, about the mall there in in Minnesota. Anyway, um, Jen, I'm I'm with you of like, I have done a tiny amount of gambling and it's just like, yeah, no. There there are too many things that I like to spend money on that are already dubious, like Mm -hmm. the action figures and, you know, the the mounds of books that are going to fall on me and end my life one of these days. Um, That... To, to just kind of throw it away feels like, yeah. Uh, but I want 
the experience and I want the the allure. So mm-hmm. like this trip in particular is like I'm just going to I'm going to find a machine I like and I'm going to spend five dollars on it and that's it. And I'm not I am not there's going to be no hope or fear. I'm just putting five dollars in this machine for I'm paying for five dollars of entertainment. I'm mm-hmm. paying for an experience. I'm not in any way attempting to win or lose. I don't care. I'm not going to be drawn in by it was, was my attitude. Um, and, uh, on, on our last morning there, uh, I'd scoped out a couple of fun themed, uh, you know, slot machines. There was a, there was a Linda Carter, wonder woman one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Frankenstein one with had all this scary lightning. But then I found the perfect one. Uh, there was, you know, and they're all digital now. Uh, there was this giant flashing digital Dean Martin slot machine. Oh, and the the things that came up were like the Capitol Records Tower and like the Dean with with the showgirl and and, and a, a vinyl album, um, and it was um, it had a big cartoon picture of Dean Martin that at first I thought didn't move and then I stared at it for a while and it would blink <laughs> and then it would kind of bobble its head like old uh, flash animation. It was like creepy and uncanny and awful. And if it was like if it was Sinatra, I'd be, I'd feel a little bit bad because Sinatra's family actually would never allow that. But Dean Martin had a real, like everything in life is kind of funny to me. I don't care if it makes me some bucks. I don't care. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was like a, a machine that he'd be like, great, cool. I don't care. I'm glad my kids are making money off that. <laughs> Go for it. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed, enjoyed it as the, the experience of I'm paying for the entertainment of sitting at this machine not mm. actually mm-hmm. playing it. And my wife and I are talking about it yep. of like, yep. Yep. she had been there many years ago and when I don't know if there's still nickel slots. And I was like, that would be fun to just find mm-hmm. machines that you want to look at and totally think of it that way of like, yep. how much, what's the cheapest one we can find so we can just look at this machine and not get into the winning or losing. Right. Um, I'd love, I'm going to, I'm someday I'm going to uh, refresh myself on blackjack so I can sit at the table and not have people hate me. That's my <laughs> future dream. <laughs> Yeah. Ken, I've watched you uh <laughs> you take, go through you the stages of, of, of grief. I took a lot of pictures. I took other uh, <laughs> pictures for you of like if, if Ken was at the Luxor with me, here's where he would be sitting. Uh no, it was it was it was it was mm-hmm. very fun and and <laughs> you really did go through a, a gamut of emotions. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> A decent amount of money. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what is your approach to gambling? What is your philosophy? Uh, first of all, let's, uh, it's not just a four-sitter caveat. Yeah, gambling is a, is a real addiction, and, and I don't have any family issues with it, but I, I watched a co-worker of mine nearly sink the company, the security company we work for, by uh, his gambling addiction, both to betting on sports and, and all that stuff. So uh, not just a caveat, it's a real thing, and I say that anything I say uh, here is, uh, is respects that reality. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, here's how I approach it. You just said something that's real true. If you're looking, if you're going to Vegas and, and you want to experience this, but you're, you're paying for the, the the experience to sit down. Uh, and that's why I like doing it around people, having you, getting excited. You know, you remember that trip. I was like, oh, Joseph, mm-hmm. we're going to hit those Game of Thrones slots. We're going to find those Lord of the Rings slots. And <laughs> and there's some fun to it. And yeah, what I love the Wheel of Fortune slots too because they get you when, when you hit that magic spin and it starts chanting Wheel of Fortune and you hear that <laughs> into the hotel. And my friends are like, Ken, calm down, calm down. Um, here, here's uh, so when we were at the Gold Coast, uh, they have 
the old Lord of the Rings slots, which I think are very, very hard to find. Uh, they're digital slots, but they're very hard to find. So there's newer versions that are kind of fun. The older versions were pretty simple and you could either play as the good guys or, or you know, the bad guys. And so th- we were here for the pro wrestling convention. So my friends and I would call it, you know, heels and faces. And we and they're always side by side. And we go up to the Gold Coast and, and long story short, you're trying to get rings. If you get three rings, you get to spin again. And, and if you get like... Uh, Frodo, you get you get nine more spins, and you could like build spins, right? And and, and the other side is the Eye of Sauron. And instead of rings, you're trying to get these eyes. And and they were uh, this this particular you could play up to a dollar, but we would play with nickels or or a penny slot. So exactly what you're talking about, Joseph. We one particular night, we had so much fun, and we were gathered around a couple of wrestlers. My my, my good friend uh, Paul, who's a very loud loud Italian, and my other friend. Uh, uh, he was a pro wrestler I managed. Uh, his ring name was Whiskey Fist Macintosh. And so that that shows a lot of what, what he was. And, and they just were having so much fun. I wasn't even playing. I was with them. And, and they're screaming. And they're like, oh, rings. And one of my friends, he, he hit two Frodo's within one spin. That was like 18 additional spins. And they did win money, but it was like nickel sluts. But, you you know, you can go up to a dollar. And and, 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 and and security was watching us. They were coming up closer. We started getting a little, I started getting a little nervous. Um, but my friend Paul's a cop. He's like, ah, I'll talk to them. It doesn't worry about it. And we were, and people were gathering around. And the next morning, uh, people came up to us, and the security a, guard, a security guy walked up to us, and we thought, oh, they're going to talk to us. And the guy went, how did how did it finish up last night? I had, I had, I had to go off shift. You guys, you guys would talk like a casino. And, and that's kind of it for me. We're like, yeah, I, I set a budget. I usually pull three hundred dollars cash out before, and I and at the end, and Grace will tell you, at the end of every night, I'll go to the room and I'll just like like I'm a pretending like I'm a an a mom star. I just put all the cat. I count it out, and I am I up? Am I down? Am I up? Am I down? So I try to check myself that way. Um, but it's the experience. It's the community around it, and that's why I like doing it. And that's why I like. Uh, my first pull of the of the trip is usually like, all right, Joseph, we're gonna do this. We're gonna I, I wheel a fortune slot. I'm gonna put twenty in. Like this is the first one of the trip, and it is it is the experience. Do I ever think I'm gonna win money? I think one time on one spin, I won four hundred and fifty dollars, and yay, you know that I'm chasing that high ever since, I guess. But it doesn't exist. Um, as far as other stuff, I'm with you. I actually trained uh, my uncle. My late my late uncle taught me blackjack. You go over to his house in Eagle Rock, and I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna, my next Vegas trip. I'm gonna go to the dealer. I, I can't, I, I'm like you, Jen, like I'm going to mess this up. Even though I know the rules pretty good. I'm going to be the one the table's going to jump in the alley. So I, I, <laughs> for the most part, which is a good way to just hang out. It's not about even about making money. Uh, uh, the parking, Park Game Gym is a great bank of video blackjack. Uh, and, and me, Mark and, and, and the pals, everyone, we, we, we just hung around for hours, hours, just no one losing big money. No one winning big money, just hanging out and mm. laughing. And that's what I love about it. If you can stop there. But Joseph's right. There's been times where I'm like, we're, we're going again. We're going again. I'm watching my $80 go down the going again. Because Cersei, we're going to hit that Cersei uh, bonus, uh, or, or the dragons are going to fly in, and I'm going to win today, and it doesn't happen. We, well, as we have mentioned uh, a little bit on the podcast, uh, you, you, were going, you were going through some uh, uh, life woes uh, mm-hmm. on that visit, and it, it felt like... <laughs> <laughs> you you were looking to Frodo for a little comfort. Yes. Yeah, I needed I need yes. Frodo needed to help me. I, I needed uh, Galadriel <laughs> to show up and give me the <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you did. And I this is what I love too of like, oh, I love I love Lord of the Rings. There's a story connection. Uh what am I trying to do? Get more rings. The thing Frodo's desperately trying <laughs> to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> and the, oh god the music starts blaring the whole you could turn the volume up just dun, 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 and it's oh it's so great i want to go i'm going oh, so great 
Love it. Love it. We'll go to the blackjack table. Uh, we'll, we'll study up. Uh, let's talk about shows. Um, this is a part of the the Vegas that I became obsessed with. I was just, you know, reading some various uh, book blurbs on, on more books I want to uh, read about that uh, 60s era when uh, the shows were the reason to go. And once they had you there, then you gambled. But there wasn't anywhere near as much uh, of Vegas there. I've talked before about the great Dean Martin album they released in like the 2000s of an old recording that was way too edgy to be released, you know, back in the 60s where he does this long rambling concert uh, for famous people. And then at the end, he says, well, I'm done. Uh, I got to stop because they're they're all in the casino. They're waiting for you and they're going to tear you apart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's like no uh no joke to it it's like the shows are what draws you and then they want to get it the shows are cheap for to see a famous star at the time and then you, they got you mm-hmm. and, and you're gonna gamble but it's the shows that were there and the thing i was reading today like yeah, now now it's a little bit more of like go to the playground and maybe you see a show maybe you don't they're more expensive they're all all that stuff uh so part of me that part of what I always wanted to experience out of Vegas was the shows. So I definitely want to talk about those. Jennifer, have you ever been to a show and did it, did it scratch any of that uh, old Vegas uh, desire for you? I have not seen any old Vegas style shows. I saw Jennifer Lopez, which was a lot of fun. I went with some friends. Uh, We also went to an, I think it was an either an Everlast or house of pain concert. because my friend (laughs) Dating one of the members. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and But I, my favorite show, which was not in the casino area, but I've mentioned it before, was The Grateful Dead at the Sam Boyd Silver Bowl, 1995. And I had forgotten this. I had to look it up. Wow. Dave Matthews Band opened for them. Um, right. And yes, yes. And it was one of not the last shows, but Jerry Garcia died mm-hmm. in August of that year. So this was in mm-hmm. May. So uh, the last time that was the last time I saw them. And it was so freaking fun. They had misters in the concert area because it was so hot since it's Vegas. Um, people were dancing. The parking lot was popping. Like it just was, oh, it was, it was magical. And uh, that was, I think, my favorite Vegas experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Although Jennifer Lopez was fun too. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds amazing. Mm. Uh, uh, Ken, is that a big part of your Vegas experience to go to shows? And, and if so, what, what's the best thing you've seen? Uh, yeah, it's not. I, I am trying to get out to see the Gaga jazz thing. Uh, I was hoping to do this time and, and just couldn't make it happen. So uh, I'm sure she'll be back. She loves doing those shows. Uh, other than that, no, I, I've been to one show, uh, 2006. I'm going to read the de- uh, the description of the show here. Uh, the, the show was called Bite. Uh, the story is told through action, dance, and the use of some classic rock and roll songs. More than 40 in all. Bite takes its audience on the Lord Vampire's quest for his long-lost love, who he has to convince and seduce into becoming his internal queen of the night, aiding the Lord Vampire's coven uh, of sultry and nimble dancers, the erotic rock angels. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the Stratosphere for uh, uh, about 10 years. It was a topless dance review show. And we were there oh. for a wedding. And one of our friends uh, who was also in town that week was like, hey, my, my friend, he's starring in the show as the Lord Vampire. So we're like, okay, we'll go. And um, I'm glad I went. I, it was, <laughs> I, I'll describe some of it off air. It, it, it just was, uh. it was everything you, you don't want Vegas shows to be. It was was so bad, but it was, I'm glad I got to experience Lord Vampire and the erotic rock angels of the show bite. That is, 
so funny to me because the, the, a lot of, you know, discussion of horror is, yeah, obviously plenty of horror movies have, you know, uh, gratuitous nudity and all that. But a lot of, if you, you're discussing like, why are we attracted to the darkness? Why are we attracted to vampires? What, what are, all the, are all the different, you know, uh, psychosexual readings of the, the vampire myth? <laughs> <laughs> and the show you're describing on should have been called an attack on subtlety. Like there's no, there's nothing subtle about it. Like, Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm Lord topless. And here's my dancers. 12 topless dancers around Lord vampire. As they all sing, here we go again on our own. <laughs> Amazing. It's so awful. If you had written that as a bit, I would believe that you made it up. <laughs> it's, it's the best. Oh God. Mm. Uh, absolutely amazing uh, I, I'll, I'll try to keep my Gaga reminiscence uh, short uh, because I talked about it uh, last episode um, it's the only show I've been to I'd like to go to more shows I want to go to to, to shows but I don't want to pay a ton of money uh, unless it's something I want to see and it, it was uh, very very expensive um, anyway so Lady Gaga has this 12 uh, night residency she's done it other years this year it's uh, uh, been you know 12 nights it's at the Park MGM uh, which has this uh, new venue, a uh, newer venue called the Dolby Live attached to it, uh, which is a 5,000 seat theater. And they're bragging, because you have to brag about anything you do in Vegas, that it's uh, the longest stage in Vegas, no. uh, which sounds funny, but it, it means that everybody is closer to the stage. Um, and uh, I, I always wanted to go to a show in Vegas and never really thought I would get the experience to hear that music and that kind of music i knew i could see jazz shows or you know frankly michael buble or all that but uh apologies to any michael buble fans out there i feel like he does a kind of music that makes people not like swing mm. it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and safe and uh in my opinion he instead of honoring bennett and sinatra and ella fitzgerald who all came up with unique and amazing phrasing on classics he just does theirs in my opinion I might that might have been the most offensive thing I've ever said on on Four Center, and might have Michael Bublé fans coming at me. Uh, so I I didn't ever want to see the, that kind of swing or jazz in Vegas because it would be like this sad imitation. Mm-hmm. What was so beautiful to me about the Lady Gaga concert is it was a chance for me to finally experience a little bit of the thrill and the romance of of living and experiencing the Vegas that I never will, but it was also utterly, utterly modern and new and hers. Mm-hmm. It, I, I love so many old things, but I don't just want to live in the past. So this concert was getting to experience the past while not denying the present. Uh, not only did she do some of her own songs, which was amazing, uh, she took a lot of the traditions of of the those Rat Pack shows of um, going on a little personal monologue that was naughty uh that you didn't get to hear that famous person like it's not like you know gaga is some super reserved person she said some things at this concert that were personal and intimate and were a little bit more like here's this is just for you here in vegas Mm -hmm. where where we go wild um there's a, a grand tradition of those singers of of changing up the the lyrics to either be naughty or be more edgy or to be more specific to uh to the the venue uh, the first song she did was Luck Be a Lady, um, which is perfect. Uh, you know, a song Sinatra, you know, really, really put a stamp on. 
And there's a line in that song uh, that's stick with me, baby. I'm the uh, fella you came in with. Mm-hmm. And she changed it to stick with me, Vegas. I'm the lady you came in for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, that's perfect. There's a, a, a song called I Can't Give You Anything But Love that has, you know, this, this very outdated lyric of uh, diamond bracelets, Woolworths ain't going to sell to you, baby. I'm like, yeah, of course. We all know Woolworths. If they still exist, don't sell. But she changed it to diamond bracelets, Elon Musk ain't going to sell to you, baby. It was like this great little knife job. So she did all of these traditions but entirely made them her own and it was just this not only was it just a great concert with just like blowing all of the cobwebs off of swing and jazz it was just like wild and infectious and exciting but it was this spirit of old and new and she also for costume changes had these little videos uh that were uh going through the history of vegas and it was exactly how we like to talk about things on Force Center. She had the thematic analysis of what Vegas was yeah. mm. and should be and talked about how Vegas is uh, part of it is the fun of the debauchery. But there also can be glamour. And I want to bring a little glamour back because that's Vegas glamour and debauchery. It was mm. it's, beautiful. it's not pleated denim shorts and fanny packs. Get out, <laughs> Get out of here. Is that glamour or debauchery? We, we can debate. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. I can't wait to uh, finally see that show. Yeah. 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 And there's some, some parts I'll tell you off air that I was like, man, I wish Grace would love that specific. Yeah. Bit, so sounds, sounds better than bite. <laughs> I think it had a little bit more class, oh. a little bit more class. Okay. Than bite. Here I go. Yeah. Get him, man. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> we're moving into the territory of uh, supersized four centers. So we'll we'll head head toward our conclusion with the last couple of questions. Yeah. Ken, what's the best meal you've had in Vegas? I couldn't rem- I tell you what. I can't remember anything specific. It is always the people around, whether it's uh, we one time at a, at a 1950s themed diner. And what uh, used to be uh, there was the Hooters Casino, which was the only place I found a, st- a Star Wars themed uh uh, a slot machine. It's no longer there. The whole thing's not there anymore. Um, but, but, you know, it was just like, I was, it was 30 and my friends are hanging out and they were getting, we're in weekend in town for the weekend for my friend's wedding. And, and we were just eating bad diner food, but my friend ordered a, a plate of nachos and said, you know what? Uh, do you dare me to stick my face in this? We all went, of course we do. And he did. And like oh. hit the guacamole got in his eyes, the salsa got in his eyes and no one kicked us out of the restaurant. And, and it just like, I have more memories of that. I don't remember what I had. Um, uh, there's some nice meal. I, I like going to that fireside lounge at the Pepper Mill because it is it's it's a quiet uh, thing, but the food is 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 what it is. So again, it's m- much for me, much like um, the gambling. Uh, it's 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 um, the people around you, right? Sitting in Friday mm-hmm. bar, listening to Jim Ross talk to Rob Van Dam and Greg the Hammer Valentine and share wrestling stories while I eat some mozzarella sticks that burn my throat is is a better meal. Mm-hmm. Than and I've gone to some of the hey, we have a reservation at eight, and and you know, thank God you won four hundred dollars on the slot machine because that, that's going to cover half the meal. Like I've done those, yeah, and and those can be fun too because it's all around us. So I don't mean to cheat on that answer, but that's really that's really it. Like I. I you know, sitting with you, Joseph, in a hotel bar that wasn't even themed, just uh, me bemoaning my uh, horrible love life. And, like, that's I have more positive memories about that than in these fancy meals. So it's all out there. Hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, I had a, I had a, I loved going to the buffet in Luxor because I'd never done that. And the mm-hmm. bizarre, uh, you know, Egyptian theme, uh, the, you know, the, the Coptic jars with organs in them right next to <laughs> your food is a pretty amazing contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the thing I picked was actually the worst thing because as I got farther away, I was like, but that's kind of the Vegas experience. So, you know, after the Gaga concert, we really wanted to hang out and we, we had a couple of drinks. We found some pizza slices at the, something in, in the New York, New York uh, casino that, which were great. And then uh, my wife wanted one more treat and she spotted these uh, onion rings at this little kind of dive place. And it's like, great. And I just was like, I'm full. I don't need any more food, but I should get something because it's Vegas. And I got a bacon wrapped hot dog at like two thirty a.m. Mm. And like the first bite I took, I was like, "This is a terrible mistake." <laughs> no, no. And I ate the entire thing, and uh, it, it didn't do anything horrible to me except for just like it robbed my my mouth of even the memory of of moisture. And <laughs> barely, oh. I, I had dreams. I woke up in the morning after like three hours of sleep, and my mom was like, "How did you sleep?" I was like, "I had weird dreams about a bacon wrapped hot dog for three hours." <laughs> But in a way, that's Vegas, baby. So that was my favorite. Uh, Jennifer, did you enjoy any <laughs> I had to really think about this because my answer was no. But then I remembered I went to Margaritaville. Uh, <laughs> nice yes. And you know what? I think because I had such low expectations for the food and the whole experience, it was awesome. I don't remember. I might have had like a Caesar salad or maybe I had like a chicken sandwich. And I know I had French fries, I'm sure. And that was delicious. I had a margarita. It was good. There was some live entertainment. That to me was fun. I like mm. that part of Vegas, which kind of felt like a rainforest cafe now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, that was that was good. I don't know how Margaritaville food is now, although I'm probably, I don't know if I'd enjoy it. Who knows? I think it was a Vegas experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you have a cheeseburger in, in Paradise, Nevada? Uh, no, I've had cheeseburgers in Paradise in Hawaii. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really eat cheeseburgers. I eat turkey burgers. So. <laughs> <laughs> turkey burger in Paradise yeah. would be yes. a great a weird Al song. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're we're heading toward our conclusion here. Uh, this is something my wife asked me on our drive home as we're trying to stay awake. Uh, Ken, if you could design and build a themed Vegas resort, what would your theme be? Uh, look, I, I'm just going to take a little swing into that area we love, I, I, uh, the Bright Tree Village Casino. Uh, oh, <laughs> that just that just would be so bad that it'd be great. Um, but for right now I, I lean, you know, I lean to the ones that um, aren't super themed, but if we could tie in like it, it, it really intentionally tie in a little bit of the forties, fifties history of Vegas combined with the forties, fifties history of Hollywood. And those are that kind of group of, 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 of folks like give me, put me, put a, a fake Musso and Frank in there, put a fake Brown Derby. Smokehouse, <laughs> all those restaurants we talk about, um, where I would feel, cause I, I don't do it as much now, but I used to, I used to, um, suit and tie around Vegas. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I, oh, wow. I, I, I cool. would, yeah, I wouldn't hit the floor, you know, not all, not all the time. Um, cause it's quite frankly inconvenient and hard to pack all that stuff. <laughs> but so, so I, would, <laughs> I would, I would break that back out for, for going to this casino. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that idea. Hollywood yeah. <laughs> in Vegas. Uh, I had two ideas when I was uh, talking about this with my wife. Uh, uh, she wanted a forest one, so very much like mm -hmm. <laughs> your idea. I think it would be really funny to have a Vegas-themed hotel where one hotel just rips off everybody else on the strip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It has a little pyramid and a little, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Paris, uh, Eiffel Tower, all that. But uh, the one I think would, it would actually it would be funny, but then I'm also like, would this actually work? If you had everything that the normal, like, 
resort with the casino and the pool and the buffet and everything has, but it was all calm. It was like a meditation themed hotel called like soft. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> the big stars uh, in, in the concert hall are all, you know, ASMR artists and, you know, <laughs> the slot machines are lit by salt lamps. And when you, you know, hit the button, it just makes like little flowing river mm. noises. Love this. Mm. Yeah. Love this. Uh, Jen, how about you? What is what uh, is your theme to Vegas resort you'd build? I would love a retro sci-fi casino hotel. So like mm. Sputnik chandeliers, like very kitschy, very forbidden planet. Um, oh. You know what I mean? Like that kind of retro futurism kind of thing. I think it's like the perfect place. Vegas is a perfect place for that kind of uh, environment. But then I was thinking, I mean, what was that? The the star the Star Wars. I'm going to mention it. The Star Wars cruise ship thing. I actually think if they had set that concept in Vegas, mm, mm-hmm. that would have been genius. Yeah, genius, yeah. right? That Star Trek experience was. I never got to it. A bunch of my friends did. It was incredibly popular for a long time, and that was the same kind of immersion. You could pretend you were at the bar. Yes, I did. I went to the restaurant, and that that was pretty fun. Uh. Uh, that was pretty fun, I will say. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I want a time machine. Uh, yeah. That is a great man. Out of out of uh, all of our ideas, I, I'm booking yours first, Jen. No thanks. Uh, as we're wrapping up here, uh, my my initial closing question here was: After an ideal trip, when you're leaving Vegas, what do you feel? But uh, feel free to interpret it uh, however you'd like. Uh, as we wrap up our Vegas uh, adventure, so Jennifer, I'll start with you. After. <laughs> A trip. Uh, When you're leaving Vegas, what do you want to feel? I remembered one um, many, many years ago. I shot a commercial for the Latin Grammys and it was really, really fun. We shot in the downtown area um, at night and Mm. I got to pretend like I was on a red carpet. (laughs) It it was so much fun. And I, because I was there for work, you know, I, I think I had pretty good food. I think I ate like some nice sushi place Mm. and, and I just felt so euphoric when I left. I really felt like I had accomplished something exciting for myself. Um, and I felt like energized because every other time that I've left Vegas, I have felt terrible <laughs> and like sleep deprived, right? Yeah. I've eaten terribly. Uh, so, or maybe I've drank too much, whatever it is, but that experience, I really left like on a, on a high, so to speak. Mm. Oh, that is great. And that, that sounds like just like so much fun to be able to, uh, sort of walk through the, the glamour and, and mm-hmm. you know, actually be glamorous. Yeah, that was, it was really fun. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Ken, we'll end with you. Uh, after, after this last trip, I, it was kind of great because it was so short that it was the classic leave them wanting more. And Mm. I, I can totally see, you know, the wisdom of two, maybe three days and then, and then you're done. So for me, I think always having the trip a little bit shorter than I would want and feeling, uh, both exhausted and having a list of what you're going to do next time Mm -hmm. is the perfect uh perfect thing for me you have left vegas uh <laughs> far more than all of us so after an ideal trip w- what do you feel that we did it that we did it that i leave town with no regrets that i know i'll be back and it's been a couple of years now uh and it seems cheesy but I, I i i remember each trip by the venetian trip the paris trip the park and jam mm-hmm. trip 
the Gold Coast trips or the, the CAC trips are uh, entirely different and um, interesting in their own right. Uh, the Rio trip, Grace and I did go out one time. We just stayed out at the Rio, which used to be the cream of the uh, of the crop, but now it's like seventy dollars a night. Please come stay there, and it's actually kind of fun. Um, and 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 as you're heading out, and you you reality kicks in about prim. Uh, or, or the outlet center I stop, which has a, a great convenient bathroom. That's a good tip I'll share with you all too. Um, that then you just you you get back to reality. And I love driving. People love flying. Uh, one of my friends loves uh, you know taking JetBlue X, which is almost a you know JetBlue private plane kind of situation. It's a thirty minute flight. I like the drive. I like contemplating and anticipating there, and I like contemplating and separating on the way back. Uh, and for me, it's easy. You know, we live in LA. Not everyone has that option. I understand. Yeah, but the the drive is really nice. The anticipation and then the processing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just be careful of all the screws. And, yeah, screws and, drive. and yeah, Sundays are real. Uh, I once uh, that actually that trip that you your tire uh, blew. I was uh, about eight and a half hours on the drive back to Vegas, which is not fun. Ooh, yeah, no. Either what you do is either you gut it out and you you, you leave at 6 a.m. on Sunday or you just stay to Monday. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. We uh, we left on Monday night and it was four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Four hours, yeah. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for going with us on uh, this surprise journey to Vegas. We always... <laughs> learn a lot about ourselves and as always uh we want to remind you that we're sharing our opinions we know that this is a uh, a rich topic with lots of perspectives and in particular again my apologies to michael Buble fans <laughs> ken do you want to take us home look you didn't say he's not talented you just you don't gravitate towards music and i, I he's, he's not for me and i you know people might really disagree with my strong opinion about his phrasing <laughs> his christmas albums are, are nice i actually like his christmas albums i will say well, I can see liking the I I would probably like his Christmas albums more because yes. Yes. Uh, the the goal of those is to feel homey and Warm safe. And you know, yeah, unlike a saloon song or a, a swinger where you want to feel a little bit of edge, like the mm. wheels can fall off. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see. I actually would like to hear a version of White Christmas where he feels like, "What's this guy up to? <laughs> the wheels are going to come off. This is danger." <laughs> Look. Uh, we can all agree it's better than the cast singing. Uh, here I go again around on. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, take us home. We're out of here. We're for center and uh, other center right now. You can find us on Twitter, uh, Hive and Threads at Force Center Pod and Force Center. I think on Hive if you're there. Uh, if you're there. Uh, Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Uh, Instagram is where you can also find us. And YouTube, like Joseph said up top, we're making a drive for 8,000 subscriptions. Head over there. Uh, you can be uh, part of our live Q&As that are monthly. Uh, podcasts available in a lot of spots. Just search to find us. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And patreon.com slash Force Center is where you can support us and get into the exclusive live streams. We just did that Life Ranked. Uh, it's going to be released to the public this week, but we had a lot of fun with our live Patreon audience there. Find me at Ken Napsock. Go to my website, KenNapsock.com. Traveling to New York for some shows Thursday and Friday, August 12th, 13th. Oh, I got to look up those dates. Uh, I have the hotels. I'm definitely going to be there. Uh, me, Mark Ellis, uh, at the New York Comedy Club in the East Village. More information coming. Uh, Jen, where can they find and follow you? And maybe don't worry about tweeting Jen uh, Vegas tips. Uh, I'll be for that. I'll be emailing <laughs> tips. It's all right. Jen, where can they find you? 
I look forward to that. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. I'm back at Jennifer Landa. And this week, I'm going to be sharing my deep dive into the behind the scenes drama of Lisa Frank. So stay tuned for that. There you go. I cannot wait for that, Joseph. We're going to find, follow, and argue with you over Michael Bublé. <laughs> yes, you can politely tell me your Michael Bublé opinions with emphasis on on politely on all the social media. I'm at Joseph Grimshaw, uh, trying to spend some more time on Blue Sky and Instagram in particular. So uh, come find me over there at those places. Uh, the uh, festival run, hopefully it's a run and not just a few, but uh, I don't know. But the uh, the planes, uh, uh, the screenings of the short horror film I worked on with a bunch of great people. Uh, is, the film is called The Nightmare Adorable. Uh, it is going to be in Portland, Oregon at the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival the weekend of October 6th through the 8th. I will be there for that one. Uh, it is also playing at a festival. I can now uh, announce Halloweenapalooza wow. in uh, Ottumwa, Iowa. And it is going to be screened at midnight, <gasps> Friday, October 13th into Saturday, October 14th. Uh, the way these film festivals run is uh, I got about I'll, I'll hear about I think about eight different festivals I applied to this week. I'll get I'll just be going about life and I'll get a little email that says judging status has changed. That's so cool. And I'll open it up and find out. Uh, but there, it did get into a third festival. I'm waiting for that one scheduled to come out to announce that. But if you're in Iowa uh, near uh, Ottumwa, which is the city, uh, feel free to check it out at HalloweenPalooza.com. And then, of course, the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival in Portland, Oregon. Uh, more information coming. That is it for now. Take us home, Ken. That is it. We're out of here. So go ahead and pull those slot machine arms responsibly, everyone, but have some fun. We'll see you next time here on Other Side. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.